Uh, okay, so it actually starts about a year ago. Uh, today's date is what, March 2nd or something. Uh, so it's actually more than a year ago. It's like November 2017. Um, I sort of like, I, I was having like this troll opinion where I was like, you know, fuck it, Ruby Power is sort of smart. Um, she's obviously doing something. Whenever people say, whenever there's like a new art thing, I put an example of that. And people are saying some shit like, uh, oh, it's so easy. I could do it. Anybody could do it. It's like, but you wouldn't. That isn't true. Yes. It's like, I would, if I could make Insta poems that were successful as Ruby Coors, I'd do that in a fucking second because I could really use the money. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Anyway. Um. So I just started saying she's awesome. I didn't really, you know, I, I had the opinion first and then I came up with a justification on the way. Uh, and what has happened through 2018 is I'm seeing everybody catch up with me. So satisfying. And, uh, particularly like I'm always looking up, uh, academic articles. If there's any new stuff about Insta poems. I'll read it. Cause, um, I'm interested like more than like the people's takes themselves, but like sort of how the takes are developing. I find like there's lots of stuff going on there. So, um, there's been like a couple of people who've like made like a case that they're like, hey, these are poems aren't so bad, right? Um, even as poems, and it's that's a hard case to make, I think. That like if you took a poem out of like Milk and Honey, and out of something out of like Poetry Magazine, um, and put them head to head, like the best Milk and Honey and the best, uh, it's like uh, that's not that that's going to be a tough that's a tough case anyway. So that point is made. So uh. This is where we're going next, is that uh, I think the problem with that, with both uh, um, the defenders and detractors of Ruby Cora's work, and there's no shortage of detractors. Uh, most famous one was in Poetry Nation last year. It was uh, Rachel Watts. Uh, she wrote it, and it was, uh, it was a great... <laughs> did, did I never tell you about this? No, no, I, I've never... Uh, Fuck it, I'm rambling, but Miss Watts. Watts and the PN Review yeah. uh, that they changed to. It used to be called Poetry Nation. It's a British like. That sounds a bit uh. PN. I don't know Poetry Nation. I'm oh sure. yeah, it's a little. It's so funny because like their website is like, um, it's super evident that they don't give a shit if anybody goes to it. Mm. And like even it's like PN review. It's like that's too close to penis for me. <laughs> so it's like that's always been their policy since like the 80s or 70s when they existed. And you go to their website and it's like you guys know what CSS is. It's just like like it's one of those websites that um, doesn't change size. And it's like when's the last time you went to a website <laughs> that like you're like uh, excuse me my window is this big. They're like it's 1600 pixels. That's what we. I mean, really? Had the, had the like 
uh, font weight and a font point like in the paragraph header. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Old. No, it's it's a very um, and I think it, it represents a problem. <laughs> the PN review doesn't give a shit if anybody reads it. But I guess they tried. So what they did is they had this um, Rachel Watts. Or was it Rebecca Watts? And it's fucked up because uh, the only thing I know her for is an article that got made fun of a lot. So God bless you if she happens to listen to this somehow. Because um, I, I think she's sympathetic, honestly. So anyway, uh, she was assigned to uh, review the work of... Um, Holly McNish, who's like a... Oh, I do remember this, yeah. Yeah, Holly McNish, who also is fantastic and wrote an excellent, excellent, excellent response. Um, in a, I think it's because, like, Instapoets, I think uh, maybe they recognize their ascendance, that their form is ascending. Um, so they're... They, they, <sighs> I always wonder that, like, if you're on the... It's like... um. Like, an example would be, like, oh, when, like, uh, all these, like, punk bands... Like, do you, do you know, like, you're in something important? I like, think when people it's... always do. Well, no, that's not true. Or do you think it's just, like, oh, I'm just doing what I like to do. And, yeah, this is all happening around me. Like, and do you see it late? You know, like, in hindsight, be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I think it's, like, if you're getting a reaction... Uh. And that's why, like, I think that's why, like, uh, slam poets, like, overtook uh, um, journal poets. Like, right. um, like the two that came to mind was, like, I was, like, if I was in the Wu-Tang Clan uh. when, like, fucking 36 Chambers was getting recorded, it's, <laughs> like, the album didn't need to come out for you to know that you were in the Wu-Tang Clan or, like, the fucking, you know. <laughs> That's a big fucking deal. Like Master Killer, yeah. who has like one verse. It was like him and Killer Priest were like, uh, um, like the RZA had him compete. Like, you want to be on this fucking album? You want to be famous? Do a better verse. And Master Killer did a good verse. Um, not that Killer Priest is bad, but anyway. So if you're in some shit like that, it's like obvious. Yeah. Um, because that's what a reaction is so fucking exciting. Uh, um, but then on the uh, flip side, the one I was saying, it was Kurt Vonnegut who worked at like a, you know, he sold Volvos for like a long ass time and he wrote stories. Yeah. And um, I think his kid talked about when um, he was growing up, it was like he never thought of his dad as like going to be famous or like a sci-fi writer. He's like a guy, he's his dad who uh, second identifier is he works at, you know, he sells Volvos. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, he's got a hobby. <laughs> wouldn't even make it into until like the third or, four, or even longer than that probably fourth or fifth like he writes sometimes i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> wrote some weird book got a asterisk in it don't really know what that's about <sighs> he wrote some good essay i i remember because like um it was one of Kurvana gets like fucking just like dog shit last books yeah uh he wrote the intro to it i was like eh, it's not a bad Mark Vonnegut or Kurt Vonnegut Jr. Jr. or whatever the fuck his name was. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the answer to that question. Do people know if they are going to get famous or not? So sometimes yes, sometimes no? Oh, well, it depends on, yeah, the your... Like situation and person, I guess. Well, no, if your, your proximity to the audience and your ability to get oh, feedback. Okay. It's actually... Uh, uh, Turing Police has mentioned to me once that... Um, TP. TP. Uh, he got uh, 
Renee uh, R.C. Moya, whatever the fuck his ad is, had um, told like a bunch of people, like, oh, this guy's hilarious. You should follow him. And he got like 120 followers like within a week. What that did, it, he had enough people liking and not liking his tweets to know what worked. He said that information yeah. is what like shot him to the moon. No, he's a very, um, I mean, like very perceptive person in the first place, right? So it's like you kind of have to have that natural. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Like a, you know, you can feel what what is gonna blow up and what's not going to mm-hmm. already. Um, and you notice trends and all that. Um, Falcon is funny. Very funny, funny kid. Yeah. Like, just... Nice shop. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, like, good jokes that you like. No, I told... Yeah, I told you I was talking to my friend fucking... I was like, uh, yeah, no. He doesn't really have a right to be as smart as he is. Like, if I was as smart as... As that when I was his age, like... Jingle popsicle. Yeah, no, if I was as smart as he was, I would have turned into a supervillain, like, overnight. Like, I would have just fucking... (laughs) It just doesn't seem like he's got, like, the sort of powers, though, that, like... Well, anyway, let's... You could destroy people with, like... We're getting away from the subject. Okay, yeah. Uh, Um, so, um... Only just one... With a good sense of humor and a a sharp, uh... Yeah, no, you could fucking... You could destroy the world. You yeah. could uh, take over the world. I, I agree with that statement. I think that's a accurate understanding of our good friend Turing. Yeah. And I think that is what he's doing. I think what he's doing uh, uh, in terms of agitation is interesting. But anyway, so. um, Yeah, so this in the PN review. And it started out like, when did we decide that poetry is no longer an art form or some shit like that? Um, and it was this fucking essay uh, that was just like, fuck the Instapoets. Holly McNish isn't even an Instapoet. It's sort of what's funny about it is that like for her, like, we're going to fuck them up. We're going to write the piece that's yeah. going to knock these dudes fucking down. We're going to fuck up the Instapoets and it's going to. I fucking hate artists of all kinds. <laughs> well, fucking like, that's, yeah. that was the thing is that like you realize that Watts is an artist. And I think she she, she had like a similar uh, trajectory up until college as McNish and I think McNish didn't go to college for some reason mm-hmm. uh, and Watts did and Watts was taught how to be a poet both the McNish and Watts both wanted to be a poet oh, yeah. Watts was willing to go to college for it and to go to university <laughs> and uni. yeah and to get like an education in poetry that's how much it meant to her and what did they teach her at university a bunch of fucking baloney stuff that doesn't matter at all made her worse yeah made her worse um which is just fucking amazing like what like i think that just like not only wh- are you not only are you a worse poet but now you have like huge amounts of debt too yeah like, if you if you chart on a graph like from 1990 to now like yeah. the number of mfa programs and the amount of reading of poetry that's going on mm-hmm. it's like they're an exact contradiction, right? The more MFAs we teach, the less people want to read this shit. Yeah. It's like we have. It's like a meat. It, it, it's like that's why there's no good poetry in this country. Yeah. It's because we are de- well, no, not deliberately, but in a very deliberate way, <laughs> people are being taught to write bad poetry well, or inaccessible because poetry. Because anybody who writes good poetry ends up being a like like. I mean, the reason that I started getting interested in poetry was because I like somebody gave me a Tao Lin book 
Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, like I told you that, like, oh, this sounds like my inner monologue. It's so like stilted and kind of like awkward, yeah. right? Like, it, oh, I relate to this voice, this voice, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, not a good person. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm confused what this. Oh, fuck oh, it. Yeah, Sorry. No, we're... It's that that uh, if uh, yeah, there there aren't any more good poets, and when there are, on the off chance there is a good poet. Wait, are you speaking morally? What? When you say good poet. No, talented. Okay. Sorry. When you said Talon, I was like, all right, we're talking about that. Yeah, but but they do end up doing something that's like, well, I can't. Oh. Yeah, I feel it's like if you have like the sort of aptitude that you might do something like poetry, it's like either A, uh, you don't have the opportunity to do anything like that. Yeah. You know, you're working 40 hours a week from the time you're 18. And that's it. You're not a poet. Yeah. Because uh, it takes a long ass time to write poetry. Yeah. Uh, number two is... Um, you do something there's something adjacent like uh uh you become some other sort of writer where there's a capacity for that or you get in the subtitle game or whatever yeah um you do something else that's sort of creative or maybe okay. like public speaking and then but wait wait and then number three is uh, uh um you go to uh what do you call it you go to a fucking poetry college and it's like all right well like 90% of poets are already fucking lost somewhere else, right? Like they needed to make money. Um, so uh, there's a few that are left and they end up in college and maybe anybody who dodges that, you know, who knows what the fuck happens to them. I guess maybe some of them are poets, but there's no, there's not enough people around to make a community. So I just want to get out of that point. Um, well, yeah, I was just going to make a, the connection between like yeah it's like um there are there are a lot of illustrators like uh especially like on the internet like who do make a you know they make a living from drawing which is cool but there's not a lot of like fine arts like uh in the classic not in in you know like not saying their art is bad or anything but in the mm-hmm. like in the literal sense right like uh oh i like uh i do like charcoal drawings or like you know fucking there's not a lot of people who do that right mm-hmm. Um, and because it's a similar thing, it's like, why would you do that when you can do web design or, or fucking like, oh, do something that's useful. Yeah. yeah. Have a, ta- have a fucking like tablet and like make gifts. Like, yeah. Why would you, why would you fucking do oils? Like that's insane. Well, it's like, you know, how you would do oils. It's like, if you liked dressing up like somebody who did that in the past. Yeah. No, and... it's like, I love fucking doing watercolors. Like I, I watercolor and collage are my two besides just like straight up illustration they're the things i enjoy the most and neither of those yeah nobody wants a nobody wants a collage no like, but oh. at least a collage is like a modern thing i just think it's fucked up when like someone's like i want to be a poet i want to dress up like i don't know somebody who's been dead for like a billion years emily dickinson yeah exactly they like i just want to be like emily dick well that's like the worst <laughs> Uh, uh, um, Sylvia Plath? No, no, like hundreds of years oh, old. Oh, oh, you're cool for me. Yeah. It was very effective. Thank you. Um, people who want to like be like, oh, like Omar Khayyam. They're like, I just want to be like, it's 1100 AD, except for they don't call it AD because he's... Aesop? A... Yeah, Aesop. Yeah, some shit like that. Just write some fables and it to be the past. Um. And that's the appeal of poetry to me. And you're like, that's fucking insane. Like, you can just go be a Civil War reenactor. It, you don't even so have to write. Much. Yeah. 
You can fucking just buy a costume and fucking dress up all you want. Like. No, that's like, yeah, they never be like, savvy. Like, they always want to be like, Yeah. And people were not like, there was no, uh, uh, like, what? I can't, I don't know poetry. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around what this is. Like, okay, Zine, I get, I get what that is. Just, yeah, that's yeah, a way I'll fucking read, better word. I'll read this. Yeah, um, I don't know that, I, I don't have a concept of like any like poet, uh, um, who fucking matters. Uh, I shouldn't say this because a lot of my friends have released chat books. I shouldn't get this shitty about it, but. <laughs> But, um, I, sorry? No, I was just continuing the joke, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, a friend of mine released a, a, a zine today. Um, it had a good name. It was like a compound word, and one of the words was oh, door. it was beautiful. That cover was great. Okay, so zines are, or uh, chat books are okay. Yeah, but I, I mean, they are, zines and chat books are essentially the same thing. A zine is just like, a chat book with more content. Yeah, but it's... Or more, or like a varied mm. content, rather. It's like, what's the difference between, like, a, you know, like, a, a boyfriend and a husband? It's both somebody who's walking beside you on the street, and you can say, this is my boyfriend or this is my husband. But it's like, th those words... Well, if, you know, if you fucking uh, choose to leave your boyfriend... You guys have to decide who's going to divide up. If you, okay, if I said girl, husband. if I said my partner or my best girl, and it's like a partner and like we're dating. Yeah. You're like. Yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't call you my best girl, yeah. even though you are my. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. But it's like it's just like yeah. What are we gonna do? Go down to the fucking soda stand and like. Yeah, I'm going steady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Share a malt with two straws and one cup. A chat book is in the same way as uh, uh, going steady. It's just like, what fucking world are you from? Like, did Ann Sexton ever put out a fucking chat yes. book? Did I Ted always, Hughes, did anybody who's fucking good? I always think of uh, those Bukowski chat books that uh, Robert Crumb illustrated. Um, oh, word. I've never seen those. They're kind of, I don't know, they're neat. I mean, I like though pro problematic though they both are um that, uh, yeah i think uh uh that robert crumb and bukowski are both uh both have worthwhile things that it, they've made um i'm sorry yeah, but... I, no it was like uh uh i was thinking like as i said ann sexton and ted hughes i was like someone's probably gonna give me like oh i like ann sexton oh ted hughes oh <laughs> killed sylvia plath but it's like ann sexton's oh, yes. <laughs> ann sexton's a pedophile 
Ted Hughes like did fuck up a lot of women's lives. Uh, uh, Charles Bukowski, uh, 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 he had a drinking problem and he didn't feel. What? Yeah, it's, the, it's the repentant asshole <clears throat> thing, right? But because, yeah, we we talked about this because like uh, the time in which he was like kind of working, it's like that was a time when all men were kind of shit, you know? Yeah, like, it's like. No, and also, like, yeah, Ted Hughes, oh, he never hired a hooker. Yeah, because he had enough fucking money or power over women that, and, like, not in a cool way. He wasn't, like, a, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, like, and granted, like, I don't, I'm not, like, an expert on Charles Bukowski or anything, but it's, like, I'm sure there were many worse men in the world who didn't write, or who who, you know, you don't know what they did because they didn't write about it. Right. Right? No, a bunch of them. Yeah, Ginsburg was a fucking nambla. He just paid dues. That's like the best thing. People were like, no, he just gave money to nambla because you thought people had a right to... There's too many pedophiles in the fucking poetry game. Like, fucking Ginsburg, like, people are such apologists for his bullshit. It's like... Or they just don't know about it, too. That's a a, a fucking crazy thing. Yeah, no, they're... Telling Alan Ginsberg perfume at Urban Outfitters. Oh yeah. Like, what? Is this? The, the pedophile thing. Does that not exclude him from no, society? No, I was gonna make a very gross joke, but. Oh. Uh, um, no, I was like, yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't want to know what fucking Alan Ginsberg smelled like. Uh, you know, fucking or, or what a perfume he would want to buy would smell like. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think that. It, you know, maybe young hipsters. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the audience for yes. I'm sorry. He'd want to fuck the people who go to Urban Art Fitters. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Anyway, was, don't worry about it. Was, it. Uh, I I got cold feet because I was like, I don't want to say anything weird or creepy. Yeah, well, don't worry. I'm gonna okay. edit this hell anyway. Okay. It's just gonna be like, hey, this is something, and I'll just be like <laughs> jumping around. It'll be so strange. And then we'll leave this part in as like a joke. Uh, um, anyway, so um, back to where is it? Yeah. So Watts, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, the from the PN Review. Yeah, yeah. Um, writes his piece. She's gonna knock it out. My favorite part is where she like holds up, and I'm doing this from memory because it's so funny. It's so fucking great. This whole story. She holds down with a a, a magnifying glass this line that McNish wrote. Which is uh, uh, basically, it's an effect of like, um, uh, why do I write these poems? I don't know. I'm just sort of compelled to. They just sort of fall out of my mouth. You yeah. know, I'm not going to be able to do the bit off the t- off the cuff that I thought I was going to be able to do. Mm. Maybe I'll edit it in. Maybe we'll just have like the most dishonest podcast ever. And that would be the way for me to do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, the idea being that is like you could. Um, <laughs> I'm going to edit it in later. Anyway, yeah. so McNish uh, um, and everybody uh, uh, saw this fucking thing and they're like, oh, yeah, fuck them up. And then like a lot of people are trying to like hop in on it. Like the Baffler posted. A, yeah, I recall you telling me about this, too. Yeah, the Baffler piece. I don't remember any wrinkle on it. I don't remember finishing it. Yeah. So it's like I, I can't really speak to it. But it seemed like, yeah, it did not make the same way because they weren't saying anything fucking new. Right. Yeah. So. um. People sort of pick their grounds. And then I think some people actually read the McNish thing. Uh. Probably wasn't a huge number of fucking people because like her fans just don't give a fuck. (laughs) 
her fans are just like, what? What the? Some losers doesn't like my favorite writer? Who the fuck cares? PN review doesn't matter. But what happens is that like these Insta poets, uh, Ruby Cower is the same way where she's like, I, I really want the, uh, you know, the popular or not the not just popular claim, but I want like the respect from the experts to yeah. them to acknowledge that what I'm doing is worthwhile. Well, I'm the expert. I'm going to I've said it, um, which is great, but it's like you're not going to get that from them. And oh, yeah, no, they will fucking like you're destroying their livelihood. Yeah, no, like the, you could fucking literally torture them. And it would just give them so much satisfaction to have you just like, like well, can you just tell me I'm good? <laughs> no, you write on the internet. Do your bit. Like it's funny. yeah, yeah. Like some fucking uh, what's that guy? Uh, uh, what's that guy who debated uh James Baldwin? The fucking oh, uh, William F. Buckley. Yeah, some William F. Buckley accented fucking jerk like. Yeah. yeah, but they're like they're like they're like William F. Buckley, but they're also like like the Luddites, right? Because yeah. they're getting destroyed by these fucking instapotes. Because they used to be able to hide behind the fact that it was it was presumed that it was impossible to sell poetry. Yeah, should I do this one real quick? Yeah, sure. So, um, as the uh, cultural cold war dragged on, and um, the CIA was funding uh, shit like the uh, Iowa Writers Conference or the Iowa Writers Workshop, just writing teaching people to write insane poetry that nobody could possibly want to read that did nothing except for to just prove in america you can be a stupid asshole telling people that uh throwing paint on a canvas yeah was symbolic of anything and it was the exact inversion of the um like a stalinist approach to art whereas like what the fuck do you mean you can do bad art <laughs> we made we made the steel workers make good steel <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? You don't have to make good steel. Look, look, you drew a picture of this pig. Doesn't look like a pig. You need to throw this away. Exactly. That was the fuck. That was a Stalinist uh, approach to that shit. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Yeah, he like fucking like if if Stalin would have met Norman Rockwell, he would have been his favorite his favorite artist. Yeah. No, of course. Fucking. Because Norman Rockwell, like for all his shitty politics, and he got made fun of by like Langston Hughes and shit. Like, you know, he learned he, he, all the drawings, like all the eyes are in the right part of the face and shit. You never looked at a Norman Rockwell painting and were like, what is this thing supposed to be? It's like everything looked like the thing it looked like. Yeah, exactly. No, Norman Rockwell, uh, technically. <laughs> that's like when people are mad. They're like, well, technically, he's technically good, which just means good. Well, I mean, what's his name? The guy with the cabins, uh, the light, you know, like the, what's the guy's name? He's like that Christian. Oh, the Master of Light, yeah. Thomas Kincaid. Like, I mean, there's some of his paintings I've seen where I, would, where I was like, this, was, this isn't even technically good. Like, this yeah. Is very like. Uh, well, no, he's politically, he's, he's very good at matching the politics of his audience. Like, he identified an audience. Yeah, that's um, fair. And he communicated, like, what they think a painting should be. It's like that. Fun I don't. I haven't done the research on him or the that, work. It reminds me of a, you know, the episode of King of, King of the Hill where they go to like a, the miniatures. Yeah. Like, it's like that. Like this fucking guy who's, I uh, guess they just speak to uh, old right wing <laughs> women from Texas. Oh, uh, no, there's, yeah, when you're out there, that's why there's always snow because when there's snow, that means everything's muffled and it's just quiet. 
and you look and you say, uh, uh, how do you, how do you like this little, uh, uh, cottage? Well, it's, there's snow 4,000 miles in every direction and nobody's allowed to leave people. That makes people feel so comfortable, especially so like, do you see any footprints going to or from this house? No, this house? no. Everybody's at grandma's house. It's, it's been, nobody has to leave for, early. It's been snowing for a good six days. I mean, it really does speak to the alienation of the elderly. Oh no. I think that's very sad too. Like, uh, oh no, it's fucking tough. Yeah. No. no, and they got one voice coming in through a little box. Yeah. Oh, aren't they fucking stupid for believing Glenn Beck? Glenn Beck's the only one who will cry in front of them. Give you... No, uh, baby boomers are the fucking worst for what they've done to the elderly and the young. Like, <laughs> it's just fucking... No. No, God bless them. That's a, that's a tough time. Yeah. So, um, they did try... Uh, th- this was the uh, segue. I, was, I can't remember how we got where we are right now. But yeah, I do I, remember... It's an interesting... I'm having fun. Game. I'm having fun. Uh, um, the question is, uh, um, oh, that they had proven, poetry had proven that it was through, through socialist realism and Stalinist uh, approaches oh, yeah, to art. Yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, Maoist approaches to art were basically the same thing. No, yeah, but I feel like the, the Maoist art was a bit more uh, like a cat. He's a good boy. His name's Freddie Engel. Um, but Maoist, I feel like there was... At least from what I see, in like a bit more like leeway in terms of like, yeah, you could do some weird stuff. Oh no, he had such contempt for the uh, the intellectuals. Those, there's all those Chinese babies in space. Like <laughs> those are like my favorite like paintings ever. Like yeah, it, it, it's not like he just had like because <sighs> so often like when people say, oh, I want to uh, when they. What, when they talk about like art with having good politics, mm-hmm. what they mean is art that has identical politics to that of their own, right? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And Mao, the, the Maoist approach to art was like, not just we want art that has you know Marxist values. It was like he wanted, it wasn't enough for art or a poem or a poster or whatever to have Marxist values. Mm-hmm. He wanted it to to for the um. To be thought uh, like a deliberate way in which it would change the uh, uh, values of the people. So that that's the difference between like modern political poetry, okay. where it's like I see a lot of this resistance shit, where it's just yeah these resistance poems, which just re- they repeat the um yeah, it's, it's just like they, they do they repeat very you know whatever uh, feminist or. Uh, um, talking points. Yeah, I mean, it's liberal feminist fucking like it's very milk toast. But they just yeah. my my trouble with it isn't like whether or not it's radical. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see this everywhere. I mean, God bless the tankies because I've learned a lot from them. But you'll see this thing where it's like they're just stating the tanky opinion and they don't yeah. have any real idea about how they're going to change, uh, um, you know, the consciousness of the man or raise the consciousness of the masses. Yeah, no, it's almost like they just it's like they've they've memorized this kind of script um and it's like they believe it obviously right right but it's like they don't they're not trying to convince you they're just saying the script like yeah um yeah no it's a, i i yeah it's a very strange thing no a lot it's like a that's a thousand times more difficult than I, I think, yeah, the word I'm looking for is exponentially it's exponentially more difficult not just to have like the right opinion um or the right take or the right party line, but to be able to demonstrate that to other people. Oh yeah, no, but having the right opinion is terrifying. Like, 
like it's you, you, it's fucking Cassandra complex. Like it, it's fucking. Oh, I know about Cassandra complex. <laughs> but no, like seriously, it's like you know, you want to lock yourself up in a fucking cave and not tell anybody anything because it's like, like what well, you're not gonna listen to me, and then the thing's gonna happen, uh-huh. and you're you I'm gonna be like, Bleh, and you just gonna be like, no. I, well, we, but you're just gonna be an asshole about it. Like, right. it just fucking sucks. Like, it, I can imagine, like, I'm sorry, I couldn't verbalize that very well, but it's like, I was doing gestures too, uh, which well, helped games, but, um, yeah, it just is a, yeah, it must be a very difficult. Yeah, but there's like a limit to how much Cassandra complex there is around. I think, like, with this poetry shit, it's like, I've sort of like, so I, you know, how like a school of fish like no individual member knows anything other than to move forward and try to keep distance on his left and right up and bottom or yeah. hers. Um, Cause there's lady fish now. Um, no, all fish are one. All, there's only one fish. Uh, but, so, uh, yeah, so how, how a, a fish and a school fish uh, uh, does this shit. That's how it moves. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's as, about as much intelligent, especially cause I like lack the formal education and sort of, sometimes what I find myself doing is like, I'm trying to figure out how the whole room right is moving. Um, and by doing that, you can sort of like crib the notes of your neighbor yeah. about poetry. And I'm like, all right, why is nobody saying this? Or why are a lot of people saying this? Yeah. It's like the opinions themselves aren't as important as like why people are saying them or not. So last year. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I just, I'm not in a place, or in last year as well, I, I've never been in a place really where I would get a huge amount of uh, a feeling of, I wouldn't get a huge amount of value from just being in published, published in uh, a magazine just to be published in it. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time that happened, I was like, oh, this is, yeah, like, and it was cool, but it's also like. It's something you show your, your parents and they're proud of you for a second and it's. Then that's it. Yeah, I know what a ma- I know what the magazine is, you yeah. know, and it's like that was why yeah the whole bylines uh, thing uh, is brilliant because um it's like what is a magazine if it can be started in five minutes? No, I, I was very I mean like I am I'm it's glorious. Everybody like yeah everybody fucking you know like appreciated that joke so much. Uh, Alyssa Amico. <laughs> No, uh, I didn't. No, because I thought it was like, oh, this is just this weird thing that I'm gonna think is funny. Uh, oh, wow, <laughs> wow, this is gaining some steam. Um, no, it's fantastic. No, people who like hate me, look like fucking like, yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, uh, yeah, no, our names were on that, and I was like on like the website and had to take it off of the Tumblr because I was uh, worried that we'd get doxxed for some reason. I worried. I was worried I was gonna get doxxed uh-huh. and out because I was the first person to get published, um, and then you were the second person to get published by bylines. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Well, fuck, they're gonna figure." <laughs> but it, I, 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 I don't care if I get doxxed. though. like fucking who am I? Oh, uh, I think I, I just worry about getting doxxed because uh, my last name is extremely unusual, and uh, it just makes it seems like it'd be hard to get a job or some shit. Your Not, last name is unusual. Well, gosh, we can't even discuss this. Anyway, sorry, sorry. We're gonna. I, I wonder. I think we, we both have very high high tallies in the unusual last name category. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um. So it's like okay. So all last year, like um, 
I was sort of able to see like people slowly moving and uh, testing the water. And I was able to be at the vanguard of that just because like I had no stake and shitting on journal poets or not shitting on them or saying that journal poets and journal poets is just what I'm calling people who publish in well, it's two categories really. It's published in academic journals. Journals are have a uh, uh, some foundational support, whether that's um, like uh, Rattle, where they have that fucking real estate company that funds everything, or if it's a, a college. Yeah, that's what I think of a journal poet. But then I then there's the online lit mag, which is something like bylines. Yeah. Or um. Uh, I there's so fucking many of them, like the Mojave whatever River Review. God bless them. Uh, which is like another one of the uh, millions of online lit mags. And um, that, yeah, I don't think they have any funding. They actually might have funding now that I think about it. No, I mean, it must be, if you don't care about funding, it must be the easiest thing. You just fucking sign up for WordPress or Tumblr or something. People do it every day. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking got it. You get listed on Duotrope and then the submissions. You really got to promote it, though, because it's like. I'm not going to say all are bad because that would be rude. Someone. 10,000 fake accounts. Uh, you fill up the Facebook likes page. Yeah. But even that is like, you really got to build a community to make it work. Like having a bunch of atomized people, you can't make a lit mag out of. You I have mean, to have like the people talk to each other else. It doesn't go anywhere. I mean, I'm not going to call them out on this, but I knew someone who... It was at least 12 other 12 fake profiles that they had, like, going at the same time as, like... Oh, to, like, yes, like all their shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like leave comments, on, like, uh, positive comments on their, their posts and and uh, uh, pictures and such. And, like, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, just generally make them look like a cooler person, um, which, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to attack them for doing that either because, you know done weird shit too but um yeah no it was a uh, you know people can when you put your mind to it and mm-hmm. very dri- you could do all kinds of stuff well it's yeah I, I think there's like less faith in uh what do you call it just followers is a metric of uh how popular you are online like yeah. even instagram's doing the thing where like engagement like getting comments is a lot more important than getting likes. That's, well, yeah. Now that they have that, okay, that's. I mean, that's. Kind no, of... but that's a changing game. Like Twitter, I think still. Yeah. But also, like Absolutely. Twitter is so fucking easy to like. Twitter's a, a um not nearly as rigorous with rooting out uh, bot accounts and that sort of thing. So. I wonder. Okay, here's a scam that we should run. Is that we should do whatever you have to do, whatever it is, and I know it's something, to get like twenty thousand followers on Instagram. Buy them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever that is. However, buying them works, right? Yeah. <laughs> and make it so like people can't just be like, uh, nobody interacts with you though, right? These aren't even real people. Um. Dogs. Yeah, just make it convincing, right? And then you yeah. go to one of these companies, and there's a bunch of them. Um, that do this sort of uh, uh they're like. Oh, like there's one company in particular, actually, that uh, I think they found Ruby Kaur and they're like, uh, are you, you publishing? You publishing yet? And like, uh, I think they picked up her second book, was it? And they've published like a bunch of like these these fuckers. Um, it is sort of like Insta poets that get sold in Target. And what you do is yeah. you create this fake account. We come up with a whole story. So it seems plausible. 
Like if you know, we go in there and we're like, yeah, this leftist uh, poetry. Uh, oh, I feel like I would, I could be so good at being a fake Insta poet. Right, but nobody, yeah, th- that company wouldn't believe that's like, yeah, they're uh, like if we wanted to like propagate like Marxism, Leninism by getting a publishing yeah. house to publish a Marx, like they're not gonna buy that. Yeah. Not no, not just out of the blue, right? Yeah. So you create this character, and then you see if you can get published. Despite having absolutely no notoriety. Yeah. That's a whole bit. Um, That's not a bad bit. I yeah. Feel like I, could, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like we could get pretty far on that. I don't know how to get fucking Instagram followers, though. It's fucking, it's very different. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, most of the followers I have are people I know. <laughs> or, like, uh, fucking weird brands that want me to like their page. Yeah. Who fucking... Will immediately delete you upon you liking the page. Oh, is that right? Because they need to go like other people, and yeah, yeah, that's a very strange. But I guess yeah, I don't, I don't know why that metric looks like that or why people do that specifically. But it, oh yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's like you know how fucking bad Twitter is at like that unfollow today app, which I should delete because it doesn't do me anything good. But every like 10,000 years, it tells me a useful piece of information. Yeah. It tells me when someone has unfollowed me on Twitter. Oh, I would just be, oh no, I get mad about it. No, I'm, it's so stupid. Cause no, it's somebody who's crazy. like, they're like, you know, I like this person. You don't, people can unfollow me for a variety of reasons. It's not necessarily like they just hate me. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and it's like they're trying to do that quietly, and it's like, uh, what am I supposed to do with that information? Unfollow them back or something? Yeah. Um, that yeah. dude, little cuckball on Twitter though, he's got in his profile, like his bio, it just says I unfollow back, which <laughs> fuck, <laughs> that makes me like him. Yeah. Um, no, if I had that app, I would just concentrate. James, you know who unfollowed me today? So and so but this ha- this is funny because this did happen where somebody and we i won't say their name um two people uh uh had unfollowed oh, okay. me oh, yeah. right and yeah. if they had like sent me a message being like you know james fuck you i'd be like fucking really hurt and because i saw that they unfollowed me i was like sort of hurt yeah but also um like it's not necessarily that they like fucking uh uh easier uh, i'm going with this yeah no there was a, i mean they're yeah, trying to discreetly be like all right i don't want to because we're involved in all this drama llamas yeah and, and they they have uh, i tweeted something uh unhinged to be fair <laughs> yeah and they have they have interests that like yeah, and it's like I can't really. Uh, the, we could fuck things up for them if they got too too obviously connected to us at times. I would be. In, I'm sorry, anybody, if we do publish this bit, but uh, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say a little detail that maybe they can get a clue about and figure out who the fuck we're talking about. Okay. Is that um yeah these two people uh, who unfollowed me, um there's no reason to doubt their commitment to uh, socialism or any other shit. Um, so if I was being a dick, I was being a dick, right? Uh, but, uh, on the other hand, if, if there's, there's no reason to think that they're just being selfish and they're just like, oh, I don't care about politics. Anyway, I've made that bit go on too long. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I don't even know what um the. There's no reason to doubt that they don't have good intentions, and that they're not. Oh no. Yeah. No, I don't think they're just doing it to be assholes. Right. They probably presume that I wouldn't know. Yeah. No. They're. Which... I mean, they're. That's what uh, made way, way too long. They're both very thoughtful, kind people, or they, yeah, they. I mean, they've always, as far as I've known them, always been very nice to me and very helpful. Um, whenever I, you know, anything, but um, yeah, you know, they're just human. They, you know, right, right. Uh, anyway, they're allowed to fucking do stuff like that. Yeah. No, I've, I, I, it was good that we've stumbled upon it because I hadn't actually thought about it other than just being like, well, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Um, but okay, so uh, done, uh, beep, 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 beep. Uh, uh, Instagram. Oh, uh, Holly McNish. Yeah, I think, I wonder, I wonder. Maybe um, Holly McNish is not, she doesn't know how long this shit's going to last. Or when the bottom will fall out. Because that's sort of where we're going right now. Like, it's right now, it's like comedy in the late 80s. Where it's like, yeah, people realize they can make a career. There's like the whole, most of the the shit you need, um, which on top of, you can build infrastructure uh-huh. to um, for the uh, poetry to be a career through Insta Poetry, right? Like, nearly all of that's there. Or it's like, by the time you get there there will be a pretty easy career path and there's like nobody I, going that fucking direction like, uh, right now. I feel like once people realize like, oh, influencers were a thing, like, oh, I could possibly, like, you know, anything, any particular interest or talent you have, uh-huh. you could possibly parlay this into like a, 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 some kind of career or at least like make some money through Instagram, right? Like, I feel like that is what yeah was the ultimate conclusion of that, right? Yeah, I mean, one one hopes so anyway, because there's all these fucking like decent kids who are doing an amazing amount of work. Oh no, there's fucking there's. there's That's why it's why I think like on TikTok, you just you just like, where do these people come from? No, there's this one, there's this girl I follow. I think she just started college on Instagram. She's just so fucking like everything she does. I'm like, yep, yep, no, you're good. You are fucking. I wish I was as fucking confident and smart and talented as you are and or when i was that age yeah um, no, she's fucking she's, she's, young people are fucking awesome oh did you read that one about the the buzzfeed quiz writer yeah, yeah um, you were telling me about it actually um well she yeah i'll tell the story for the benefit of our audience if we ever have <laughs> is that this lady um no she was like a kid she was like 13 when she started writing quizzes for buzzfeed yeah and um she was like one of the highest uh, 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 who drove the most page views on fucking BuzzFeed? Yeah. Of like any type of writer there, it's just and she'd write these fucking quizzes that, are, you know, it's the same thing. Like Peggy Wang of the pains of being pure at heart. I'm kind of dumb joke. Oh so, well, no, but they're they're all like, uh, uh, um, tell us your favorite sort of pop tarts, and we'll tell you. Uh, uh, what sort of boyfriend uh, you'd like to date, or just yeah. like they would be very incongruous. What What's your favorite? I don't. At Jack in the Box, who's your Gilmore Girls boyfriend? Yeah. Like. Yeah. But there, there is a, there is a sort of, one can draw a constellation between these different points, like those sorts of quizzes, mm-hmm. uh, where there's minimal user input, um, but it, it does. In the end, it is about the user, right? About the reader. I mean, there's 
honest, honestly, they just remind me of the, isn't there like clip-hole quizzes where it was like, it would be just this long, meandering, weird thing, uh-huh. and then give you an answer at the end? Oh, I remember those, they, yeah. It's like, they remind me of that, but less, like, not funny. Oh, I really, I think the BuzzFeed ones are funnier. Yeah, because the click hold ones, there's always like so many ways you can do the joke. And they also had too much contempt. Because I think as writers, like that very meme sort of, you know, very viral sort of writing uh-huh. that you can only do if you're 15 um, for some fucking reason. Yeah, no. Like you're just like angry and jealous. And it's like, That's like fine. I see like a dance video of like a 15 year old doing some dance I'll never be able to do in my life. I'm like, fuck, man, I want to do that. But like, I'm just mature enough. To be like, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, no, I fucking I would write a passive aggressive Facebook rant about it and then delete it. Well, you know, I saw like there's this sort of like genre of TikTok videos where like some kids, uh, you know, a million kids will do some dance and they'll do it brilliantly and they'll do it like on a snow covered whatever, right? Yeah. And then I've seen like um, there's a, at least one of these accounts where um, it's like a, a slightly older couple, like. Not that much older, but like oh, even like our age, yeah, like yeah, just uh, yeah, we're not oh, twenty anymore. It's fine. It charming though, like they were. Oh no, I think yeah, I think they're all right. I think oh, they okay. approach it in a good way. Yeah, no, they were they were very. It was a, a like a, the good version of self-effacing, not like yeah. yeah, I get it. You fucking you you you're very insecure and you need to cover that up with laughs. Great. Right. With the, oh, you you realize you like get that you can't actually do this dance, but you still want to have fun. Yeah. Yes, I think that's very. No, there's a lot of that where it's just like old people. I saw this lady, and she was like, I think she must be in her fifties, and she was just like, uh, I downloaded this app. I didn't know it was only for teenagers. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love this place. Uh, but also, I'm really old. I just had to say that, and like. <laughs> Also, because all the fucking users must be kids. They all saw that, and they're like, oh, the fucking rules. What a nice lady. Oh, there's this, uh, no, that reminds me of, uh, there's this, you know, those scary story of fucking YouTubers I fucking watched? They're creepypastas. Yeah. Um, so there's this, <clears throat> this uh, older lady mm-hmm. who uh, is a fan of several of them, uh, and goes by, goes by the handle, Sexy Grandma Jack. It's <laughs> um, a good she, name. Yeah, no, she just, she uses a lot of emojis in her fucking uh you know kind of like hits on them in that group but not in a fucking creepy way in that like oh like i know i'm old and you're never gonna want to like is not actually hitting on you <laughs> it's just good you know being still you know that kind of fucking thing right uh-huh. um and like you know the the people who are very like uh protective of her because i was like weirded out by this at first right i was like Who's this fucking old lady hitting on all these fucking, like, 20-year-old YouTubers? But, like, you know, like, once I kind of read a few of her comments, and I was like, oh, she's, it's a, it's a bit, kind of, right? Yeah. Uh, she just wants to, like, engage. Um, with, yeah. Yeah. She wants to be a part of the community, as it were. Um, yeah, no, and people will fucking, co- now, like, when people will comment, like, ew, ew, what's wrong? Like, who is this? And, like, everybody else would be like, you, you, don't fuck it. You, you She's don't. nice. Don't fucking bully her. Come on. No, that's what's nice about being in a community. It's like everybody else on that web, like an online community, is like everybody else who's been on that website for more than a day. Not you get together and you're like, hey, you know what sucks about Reddit? <laughs> Anytime you make a post, you ever notice how some dude says, hey, can I jack off in your throat? And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and you start a little subreddit to talk about you're tired of that shit. Yeah, it's, it's like it, it, it really... It was one of the 
silliest things that kind of made me feel like, oh, like humanity is good. Like it, it was just, yeah, people being, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I liked it. I, yeah, I liked Team Human all the way. Mm, okay, this is a totally side thought. Then I actually have to get to the point about okay. how, uh, no, no, that's fine. This is going to be a really wacky podcast. If anybody can keep up with it. I mean, yeah. It's like, you know how I'm doing that thing where like I'm like posting a bit of my Google voice number yeah. and every Instagram post because uh, I know nobody's paying that much attention. I'm just like, <laughs> all right, cool. I can I'm still I'm still have privacy. Like at the end of this, I'm just going to I'm going to say the whole number. Nobody's going to fucking <laughs> nobody's made it to this point. I know. It just, I feel like it just sounds like uh, I'm on the tail end of a manic episode and I took my boyfriend with me like kind of thing. Like, I think it's excellent energy. Look, we gotta we gotta keep doing this. Yeah. And it's the same thing with like Insta poetry. Where it's like you have to post every day, and it's like, but that's gonna mean I post stupid shit. And it's like, well, th- now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. That's getting. That's why it's gonna be different from the sort of work that you spent like months and months and months writing a single stanza. Not every song is gonna be a hit, you know. You're gonna get yeah. some stinkers, but you gotta just fucking put the time in. It's, I read like half an article once about some rapper who releases like eight songs a day on SoundCloud. That's, yeah, yeah, that's probably made up. But it, it was like he's like incredibly prolific, and and he ran out of things, normal things to rap about, like a very <laughs> long time ago. He's done like every like AK. Uh, what is a normal rap subject? I'm oh, just like, I'm yeah. gonna do like gangster rap because I'm old, and also because I really like gangster rap. Uh, it, it, but that's how. Killing cow. I mean, that's a good. But, but when you ask somebody like, "What is rap?" and they don't know shit about rap, uh-huh. the only thing they will know about rap is gangster rap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay. So that's like, if you ask somebody on Fox News, like, what rap is about, they'll oh, just be okay. like, oh, it's like about, you know, misogyny and bling. And you're like, no, it's about lean. And like, <laughs> anyway. So cool dances and I don't know. I actually don't listen to that much rap. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like that. Uh... No, it's, it's like, like yeah. Kanye West was like over the fucking for the college dropout was like fucking 15 years ago or some shit by now. That's and insane. and it's like rap is not like gangster rap. Anyway, I'm not going to get mad about no, that. I mean, there, there is rap I like and there is uh, more recent rap. But I mean, no, most of the rap I like is like fucking stuff from the 80s or early 90s. That's all gangster rap. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. Um, not like but I'm that was the era with static. Was I mean, first yeah, ascendant. No, I do like a fair amount of gangster rap, but I'll, I guess I didn't. Yeah, did Marquee and shit like that too, or like De La Soul, like. Yeah, yeah, you would, you would have a good answer like that. Fun rap, you know. I liked uh, someone. I uh, um, someone was doing an interview when it was like one of those best week ever shows, and they were talking about uh, Straight Outta Compton, and and some woman who's a rapper, I can't remember who the fuck it was, uh. was talking about what Straight Outta Compton was when it came out. And it was like this feeling of like, this was. I think I remember this, but yeah. Oh, you've seen the same clip. I I watched a lot of those best week ever. I love the eighty shows when I was very depressed. She well then, as you recall, she said, um, that was like yeah, of course it was misogynist, but like you just thought about like how many people it was like making angry and like how many people, like awful people it was making angry. Yeah. It's like a big dog T-shirt, which is another subject I've discoursed too long on. Um, so, uh, in the seventies and eighties and nineties, and they still, they're still around. There's neo-formalists. This is me finally getting to this point. 
neoformalists were a group of poets who decided that the problem with poetry was that it had gotten too flabby, that it needed to be organized and regimented um, as a way. I'm not exactly clear if they didn't understand the point of of uh, of this, creativity and well of just awful poet you know very uh, modern poetry and the, the war against communism if they didn't understand it because uh, these are conservative guys the neoformalists oh yeah no i think it it whooshed them for sure yeah or well the uh, the alternative theory i have is that like they're like we can beat the the reason we haven't beat communism yet is because we gave up everything that made us great that made western civilization oh, great okay. like line breaks like well, not line breaks, but like rhyme and iambic pentameter and uh, sestinas and all that fucking awful. I, I like that shit as like an exercise. I really. No, I mean like, yeah, no, they they are interesting things, right? But um, they're sort of like little wind up toys. Or you're like, yeah, no, they they almost kitschy in a way. Like, I like I I wrote like somebody has a wall full of pegs dispensers, and you're like, oh, that's neat. I've seen there's like this uh, I wrote one of these like the other day and I, I you know because I don't read enough I'm super late to finding out things that people learned like the second week into poetry college <laughs> whatever I still got better takes than those people so I'm fucking ahead but uh, it's like one of these things will like look like a sonnet uh-huh. but then like and you'll be like wait these words almost rhyme and it's like almost like deliberately like not rhyming but okay and you're thinking like, oh, how they not rhyme? But it's, they're they're like way easier to write. How is it that like you have to listen to the notes they're not playing? No, it's just they just sort of rhyme. They'll just uh, say like uh, march and bench. It's like those words don't rhyme. Oh, I hate that. Oh uh, no, but you hear enough of it. Oh, but it makes me not. What that's half-assed? Yeah. Well, it is half-assed because it's too hard to write a fucking rhyming poem. Also, like, I got I shit know. to do. I don't know, like as someone who's like always, you know, like like. The way, the way I, you know, whenever I've written poetry, like, is I, I've written a lot of songs, like, when I was in bands and stuff, like. Isn't that weird? I, I take it from that experience, right? Like, the poets are just like, it's too hard to rhyme, we can't rhyme, and it's like the fucking, like, dope fiend from fucking Cincinnati, who's <laughs> got, like, five strings on an electric guitar and no amp, is just like, you know, he's banging out A, B, A, B, A, B. <laughs> no, it's fucking, yeah, like, uh. Uh, I didn't go to college. I did heroin for fucking 12 years. You know what the problem is? Is that the people who went to you Iowa... Rhyme. Just have a natural talent for rhyming. Well, yeah. I think the problem... The, the, gosh. I was kind of... That was kind of a joke. But you know what I mean. No, no. It is a joke. I, was, I, I tried to simultaneously tell a joke, which <laughs> used a premise, which was a contradiction to your joke. <laughs> like, the, the the not like the consequence of your oh. joke, but like... Since we don't fight anymore, where our, our jokes are having the fucking arguments for. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like it was just we both tried to say a joke and like it was just like only one of them could exist, and it was just like one of those fucking superposition. It's two electrons are like wow, we're about to exist, and then oh fuck, the other guy's in there. I guess I don't exist, or whatever it's quarks or some shit. Watch some fucking like stoned as fuck scientist be like wait. Wait, how that guy just explained quarks? He they, he missed. He doesn't understand it so much that he made me think of a. I figured out how we can see dark matter. Yeah, yeah. I figure I'm good for shit like that. I'm doing that with poetry right now. So, um, when the neo formalists came out, they're like, "We're gonna get fucking famous. We're gonna get rich because we're gonna rhyme. 
We're going to talk about like cool shit, like knights fucking shit up or cowboys and shit. Everybody likes cowboy movies. <laughs> Nobody likes your shitty movies, whatever the movie equivalent of poetry is, you know? <laughs> and fucking the non-neoformalists, like the fucking people who are writing, they're like, fuck, all we got is like saying that because it was this liberal bullshit. So like they yes. were, they, their case was that like, you should let us uh, 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 continue to have tenure because we publish like we've, you know, we've let all these like uh, minority or uh, underrepresented voices, you know, women and fucking black people, for it's example. Very intersectional. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, we, we give so much back uh, because we do that, yeah. that we should get tenure for fucking ever. Now, that's an unfair <laughs> characterization. But there was this fucking like fear. Yeah. That was like these new, like, you know who believed the neoformalists? The fucking every other poet. They're like, we're going to get fucking destroyed. And this was before there was um, like really a big, like, there's no online lit max. There's some shit that was mimeographed, these sort of zines and shit. Yeah. But there wasn't like a Xerox machine. Okay. So it was like, if you were writing poetry, you had to ha- like work somewhere with a mimeograph or a ditto or one of these other expensive technologies. Yeah. Or, or you had to be, like, in a school and, like, know a professor. Yeah, I want the, what people used to do a lot is kind of just not here. But uh, they used to have, like, these kind of zine clubs where they, everybody would write or draw or whatever, depending on what the subject was. Everybody would contribute one thing a month. Therefore, and then everybody would get an issue of the the thing, and that would be, it was like a little zine club kind of thing. Is how. Uh, but they still they xeroxed it. To yeah, make yeah. Them, okay. Well, but you know, like the costs were. Oh, uh, distributed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because I wonder if yeah no because that's a very it's actually a very was a very effective way to do things like that. It seemed like it's the direction that like like uh, the language poets, which was a early uh uh. uh using duplicative uh technology like they started their own little magazine the language poets and i've told you about them before but it's uh they spelled language with an equal sign between every character which tells you everything you need to know about the language poets they're fucking it was like more of the shit that the cia was funding at iowa yeah they're like what these fucking cronies are think the only way to write a poem no we're gonna do exactly what they're doing but more (laughs) and in that sense like (laughs) Which is, you know, it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the ha- being able to write anything made them much worse because they had no constraints. Um, and maybe this is an argument against government intervention in <laughs> fucking anything. It's not. But anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, um, so, yeah, on the other side of that was, yeah, the neoformalists who uh, a poet. There was like a very fixed amount of poetry money yeah. in that it came out of uh, uh, um, institutions. And uh, there's whatever you could earn off sales, which was not a lot. And then there's like a couple of celebrity poets like Anne Sexton or Sylvia Plath or Charles Bukowski. Um, yeah. And there were like, I guess there are other poetry fucking publications because like small presses did exist. Um, and that's like where Charles Bukowski was writing for like most of his yeah, he career. Yeah, famous until like very late in life. Yeah, no, it's all these fucking publishers that read like mounds of submissions yeah. and finally find Charles Bukowski being like, oh, this guy's funny. He's a racist, but he's funny. And, and, you know, go and then, you know, some fucking editor who happens to have like a college degree um, and enough capital and money to like seize Bukowski and be like, Bukowski, we're going to, it just fucking sucks. It's yeah. funny because now the people doing the work are just like random people 
on Instagram who either go through lots of Insta poetry and find anything that's good. Though I, anyway, that's another story. <laughs> so um, what happened with the neoformalist, of course, uh-huh. is what we all know, uh, um, is that nothing happened to them. They did not ascend to uh, uh, heights of poetry. It, they just didn't fucking matter because it turned, yeah, rhyme, like... <laughs> And also, yeah, they're called, they got, they got, they got jacuzzed with like being Reaganites. And to be fair, they were like mostly white dudes. And then like, maybe they were Reaganites, but yeah, it was yeah, like, okay. once they got that stink on them, it was just fucking it for the neoformalists. That's a, fucking, that's a kiss of death, the fucking old Reagan stink. It's not even the conservatism. It was like, that was uncool. <laughs> um, yeah. The curse of Ronnie. They should have done like the fucking Master of Light Thomas Kincaid painting. Like they should have just been like, why are we trying to sell these fucking losers at a? Uh... Can we just do the bad thing but do it really good? Can we just do? Yeah, they just wanted to. Uh... Can we just smash out their way to? Yeah, they wanted to get. They want to make all their money off of, uh, you know, young people and shit. And it's like uh, young people don't want to do that. Yeah, they want to hear your fucking rhyming they poems. Don't yeah they're also not going to be interested young people aren't interested in shit that they can't potentially do themselves like if you want to make money off of young people open an amusement park or something like fucking, yeah, yeah. But, like a young person wants to see some shit tell me if you think this is a crazy theory okay but it's like it's like if a young person can listen to two songs and they're about as technically equal and they touch them culturally about the same amount. Uh-huh. But like one of them is in a genre that that young person could conceivably uh, um, like participate in. Yeah. If like it's like being a SoundCloud rapper or like being like an opera singer. It's like I could be a SoundCloud rapper. I want to be a good one, but I could do that in about half an hour. Yeah. But I can't be an opera singer. That's not happening. Well, I mean, yeah, no, because I definitely, uh, I mean, even still like kind of have that uh like if i hear a punk song and like a fucking i don't know, like a pop song or a rap song i'm like oh these you know kind of touch me in the same way right mm-hmm. like the, the punk song will always get like i know i've been in punk bands before like i know how to fucking play punk right right so it's like oh like i not only do i relate to this but like yeah you're like yeah. oh i could do this yeah yeah no it's it's uh, uh way more yeah no it's a, that, i definitely agree with that um yeah no you got to make it look easy yeah that's that's always a good that's always a good fucking story yeah like that's what virtuoso it's always so fucking you know dudes who can do these like incredible metal licks and just like why am i not famous it's like because that's too hard because you just do it's just muscle memory yeah you're not writing it there's no fucking like creativity in that yeah you're just training your fingers to go fast like it it's also like I mean, yeah, I would have a, to work so fucking hard to do that. I'm like, I could do cool shit right now. Why would I learn to play metal licks? It's an amazing feat of you know the, the human body and all that. Yeah, the the. It's like like when someone like ties a rope to their tongue and pulls an airplane. Yeah, so it's like fucking old old like uh, indigenous men who would like drag a truck with their fucking dick and so you know like on yeah yeah ripley's glued and not it's like some carny shit yeah no it's like a fucking it's like oh look it's our trained guitar seal when like fl studio and soundcloud rap finally it's just everything they're just gonna be like look this used to be called a guitar (laughs) you know the guitar noise it was named for this instrument uh but not 
fun thing though like at least about like you know like when you do do creative when you do make creative music mm-hmm. yeah uh when you do make creative music like write your own music and all that um it's something like i don't know for me it's something tactile about like actually holding uh an instrument and like doing something like that at least in at like in the infancy or you know yeah i think stage like i grew up playing guitar but then like i did fl studio shit and i I really enjoy it and it's because like my my whole adult life i've had office jobs so like getting shit done while like sitting at a desk and not being able to leave it's like yeah that's like that's a mode of production i'm familiar with yeah no and like uh, yeah like like i said before i was most of my life i've just been a heroin addict or a a fucking which has (laughs) so much more (laughs) lends itself very well to playing guitar guitar pedals yeah it's like something where it's like everything's got to be precise or it'll be bad oh yeah no like you should they're all at dylan's right now still but uh my guitar pedals are very impressive for i mean half of them have been sold uh, but the ones that I have remaining uh, from, you know, my band days. But I mean, there's like a lot of adjusting of little things. And it's like when you when one uses oh, yeah, heroin, absolutely. if one fails to adjust correctly, the amount of heroin, for example, <laughs> or the amount of heat on the spoon, or I imagine um, there can be consequences. And it's just yeah. the, how you those lose, things. Yeah, that was what's the premise of the joke. Drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, then you have to think about it in the context of uh i have uh you know like low-grade autism spectrum disorder oh boy uh yeah a lot of time spent on fucking arranging those pedals yeah just i love guitar pedals so much like do you like playing guitar no not at all Ah, no it's just plug it into whatever you want put in a (laughs) i find actually playing guitar tedious and worthless but fucking oh boy pedals no i'm i'm like uh uh, a joke I told one of my ex-boyfriends was, I'm a mem- uh, uh, you know, I'm a, a member of the Kevin Shields My Bloody Valentine School. Oh, uh, yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah, you don't actually need to be good. You just need to throw as many cool-sounding pedals on top of it until it sounds like you're good. But, yeah, pedals are great because it was like, if you were, like, listening to that, you're like, I could buy a guitar pedal. Yeah. That's, like, $40 <laughs> for, like, that orange distortion fucking... I remember I got one of those. I was like, this is fucking badass. No, I remember... Turn up the distortion, you turn it down, a little bit of distortion on your Stratocaster, a lot of distortion on, it's fucking cool. Um, I remember, because, uh, so, my lady, they also have, uh, you know, the whammy bar, uh-huh. or the count stick, as I thought, I just tried up. But uh, they, he has this, like, he had it custom made, so he, you know how that bendy sound they always yeah. have? So he just, like when he he has it held with when the hand he's strumming with oh and just but and i didn't know that that was a custom job oh and you're like trying to figure that out with like yeah. a fucking phaser no, pedal with my fucking like like bubblegum pink stratocaster i got off a fucking craigslist for 60 bucks that's like, very funny why isn't this working why am i not good <laughs> sounds horrible why does my guitar keep going out of tune and it's just like uh my fucking boyfriend like, what are you doing you're gonna that doesn't don't do that <laughs> that's funny um yeah, yeah. most uh, anybody who's like 14 and they can't figure out why they can't play guitar like 80 percent of the time and it sucks it's like a hardware problem yeah well no that's actually not true because people I'm not 60 40 i think it's like it's not it's it's like the exact wrong amount it's difficult because like like if you got little fingers you can't really do bar chords 
yeah. can do bar chords, but yeah, I was like, a... oh, my guitar neck is too why or just i'd make up anything to be like why i can't do the hard work of doing bar chords which hurts your fucking hands yeah no that's why i have that the tisco the japanese guitar i had the del rey oh yeah because it's a small guitar like it it made it like not only was it i don't know oh, it's cool it's like a flower but yeah. um yeah it just made it much easier for my stubby little paws to fucking oh know. so yeah it's a cool guitar oh no yeah fuck that thing up i'm sorry I mean, it's not... It or was not one of expensive. us knocked us. Yeah, but it was like, what's cool about it? Why you fucking like it? Uh, um, it has that shitty, cool sound to it, you know? Well, no, I'm saying beyond that. I was saying, oh, like, okay. it's, it's like high fidelity, um, like the movie High Fidelity. Yeah. That's like, you really like looking up, like, weird shit and, like, knowing a lot. And, like, I'm going to read this whole fucking old 80 of these blog posts yeah. by this guy whose blog ended in like 2013 yeah and that's where you hear this like you don't go to the amazon page and you're like yeah you know so this guitar is like really big in japan and like yeah, they stopped making them like 60 years ago or something no it's like like 904 people on the whole earth like know why <laughs> I, I mean i don't actually maybe it's more but what uh, you want to know it a more even more niche guitar that i wish i had the money to afford uh-huh. uh they're called valeno guitars they're okay. aluminum instead of wood. Uh, <laughs> the guy in Public Image played one. Uh, I want I think the guy in Hole. Is that like a resonator guitar? Is it acoustic or I, electric? It's electric. Okay. I there is a, a kind of like angular tinny sound that it gives. Uh, like it, it's just post punk sounding. Um, but I never heard enough of a difference between that shit that you couldn't find with the some other knob that was on the amp or some shit. I mean, they're just cool looking too. It's like, oh, you have a guitar made of metal. That's neat. Yeah, I always had like such a. I wish that like the only music there was was like FL Studio, like electronic music. But if it was only like eight bit shit, and I didn't have to, I just go crazy like listening to like four hundred different like kick sounds and trying to find. I'm getting better at it though. Um, it's just like I like want to do the fun stuff of like making a melody or like making a harmony that's interesting. Um, yeah, like see, I don't know, like I like doing all that stuff like in, in like a practical effect sort of way. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. uh, like how can I explain? Like a, uh, uh, yeah, like you know, you do CGI or whatever, but then there's like oh, practical effects where, where it's like oh, this is a you get an actual fucking thing instead of oh fire, okay right? yeah yeah like uh that oh, was just so much more fun to me like uh, i'm just like because i hate like, like I, I hate like having a concept getting pumped about it telling people about it and then not doing it like oh, getting yeah. blue balled like that i am can't like, fucking do that you shit. Can tell people like such like uh the, like a, there's a joy division song where there's this neat noise like during the drum right mm-hmm. and it's a guy with an aerosol can Okay. Um, and just it's just neat stuff like that where it's like, how did they get this sound? Like, oh, we don't know. It was it, and it's like you get to fucking have this kind of like little mm-hmm. thing that like is neat because you figured it out. You yeah. Know? Like, I don't know. like uh, the energy I like to do like for creative shit is like, all right, we need to do this because it's time to do this. Like, yeah. let's get this shit. Like, we need uh, uh we need a jingle for the hot dogs <laughs> that we sell at Joe's Hot Dogs. And it's like, you just knock that shit out. And it's like, you got any problems? Like, we'll figure that shit out on the way. 
Like, um, we need yeah. to get this shit fucking released. It might sound really fucked up. And it's like everything I've done that I've been like super proud of mm. where I, I like look back and I'm like, this is fucking amazing. It's not the shit that like I like thought of this really clever. That's what has fucked me up with both scenes I've done. I, I, I come up with all these really clever you know, it would be so clever if I did this. It's that yeah. awful white people quality um, of doing clever shit. Uh, um, none of that clever shit ever comes to fruition because it's normally a bad idea. Oh, no, I mean, like, that's why, like, I have to reel you in a lot is because these ideas are very grandiose. Yeah, and it's like, I'm not, I don't even want to do them. No, it's like, that's not to say they're not cool ideas, but they're just not They're feasible. not going to fucking happen. No, it's yeah. like, yeah. It's like, yeah, if you're ever a loser in, like, middle school and somebody would be like, I really want to talk to her, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you're never going to fucking talk to her. So don't <laughs> tell me about how you're going to ask her out. Don't make me a party to your lie by making, like, now I'm going to be disciplined. Anyway. Do, like, the rest of us and make, make up a girlfriend you met on vacation in Canada? Why don't you hang out with people like you and make out with somebody like that? It's fucking cool. That's the way to live life. Oh, yeah, no, that's what you really do. You don't fucking, like, beat off to some fucking preppy idiot. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you fucking... Really, like nobody looks like they do in porn. Like you're not gonna get that fucking. Yeah. You should find other people who are like you, and you should fucking. You'll find out you have a ton in fucking common with them. Yeah. That's yeah. why you need fucking Mao. Mao will tell you what's fucking up. People who went to college are dickheads and idiots. No, it's, it's like. And people with jobs kick ass. You need to fuck people who are funny and nice. You know, <sighs> who fucking have, who who like are honest and like enthusiastic about shit. Not people who pretend to be cool, like. I don't, I'm aloof and uh, don't really care about it. Like, fuck that. I'm so fucking tired of that fucking I'm sure that makes sense if you have like a bunch of money or some shit. That's oh, yeah. like what makes sense for them. It's like. No, if you're in the strokes, that's, of course you're going to fuck someone like that. Yeah. You know? No, it's like we're really broke right now. It's like, it's like, especially like the broke you get, like the more like just tragic things happen to you that you have no control over. Yeah. That like you just have to deal with it. So it's like whatever victory you get. Like, yeah. you see, like, a dog, like, puke, you got to take that. You can't just be, is the dog okay? No. No, it's not okay. But I can't pay my rent. How do you laugh at this fucking, anyway. My teeth are falling out. So I did finally get out of the story. Of yeah. They had proven conclusively what uh, uh, we all knew, which was that the neo-formalists, uh, that there was no way to make money in poetry. And then there's online journals, which they... It was realized that it was more of the same shit. Uh -huh. The online journals uh, proliferated, it reduced the barrier to entry uh, magnificently. And also, yeah, it meant that it was way easier for poets to submit. Oh, yeah, no, I like that punk poem I read to you the other night. Uh, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, I was talking to somebody, I won't say their name, mm. uh, today about this. Uh, they were saying that, like, yeah, they just wanted to write, like, free, like, the poems that they would have written if poetry didn't exist. But also, like, it's not, a, it's not like, illegal to do, like, a hip form. Like, I do those fucking, like, yeah. words, like, couplets, like that Night Shift of Lepus. Like, I just recognize I was hip. And it's, like, what that signals is if you're a poetry person, you're, like, oh, this person at least knows. Yeah. Because it'd be fucking, it's, like, if I, like, why it would suck if I became a SoundCloud rapper? It's because I don't know anything about being a SoundCloud rapper. And just, I would not be the first fucking white dude to be like, I fucking know. I, I'll tell you guys. It's like no investigation, no right to speak. There's a lot involved in that scene. And uh, yeah, no, you have to fucking. Earlier, I was trying to come up. I, was, I had lean. That's it. <laughs> I know it's all about drugs that 
are like ones that you can find in like in your mom's expired medicine cabinet yeah yeah and never um yeah because it's like yeah they, uh, they wouldn't like rappers don't really smoke crack a lot but they wouldn't yeah. do coke um because they would have to go like do something it's just unbelievable yeah it's like yeah i go out and i buy drugs i have a drug <laughs> dealer it's like whenever you're at a fucking party like yeah, my mom had a six-year-old bottle of xanax that she never used yeah Fucking yeah, fire ass Xanax. That's what we do. Well, yeah, that's why it's like lean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The whole fucking fits together. Yeah. So anyway, I like it when I, I like it when you see a poem um, that's like, all right, this person. Because what happens is, is people who don't know how to write poems are like, I'm just gonna do something crazy. Well, it's like that's that a stencil that, that like everybody who says I want to do something crazy about a. No, form of art they don't know about they'll do the exact same thing they fucking heard of e cummings and yeah they're like oh i don't have to use punctuation or cap i can just make one huge sentence that goes all the way across the page in yeah. weird zigzags and that's a poem like fucking please don't do that yeah please don't write ever again <laughs> no it's very funny i Go think that's back to accounting or whatever I think that's why people get like genuinely um, pissed off at like the Insta poets yes. is because they're aiming at people who don't read poetry. So people who don't or poets uh, uh, read Rupi Kaur and they're like, this is like a whole. It's like she's somehow triangulated <laughs> uh, the magic of what the fuck, you know, uh, yeah. this is like a poem about not reading poetry. Yeah, um, is I think there's there's a lot of. <laughs> You should, yeah. Each of each of their motivations are are worth considering. Yeah, no, that's that's a very no. Those were very good points, honestly. I I would have never uh, gotten there by myself. So oh, I but again, well, I'm just not as invested in instant poetry as you. Well, are. yeah. So uh, by watching like sort of how the crowd moves, you can sort of like yeah, you can. That's not my. That's. I mean, I did just say it. I did come up with that. Nobody yeah. else has said that to me. But it's like the way I was able to come up with that at any reasonable speed isn't because of genius, but it's because I'm able to see uh, how other people are moving. Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're perceptive. Uh, yeah. Well, when it comes to stuff like that. I got incredibly lucky with a lot of this poetry shit, just like I the mean, timing. I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know. Like, that's. There's luck, right? And then there's like, okay, like I've don't gas me up on a podcast. I'm sorry. I <laughs> uh, no, dude, I'm, I'm being a bully. Look, I, so I had a point about all this fucking shit. So there, are these people who try to uh, they they read Rupi Kaur poems as a poem that you'd see in like the in the PN review. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, these are good. And it's like, I tried to do this a lot too. Um, there's like uh, that one poem about shaving legs. Um, which I, I think it does have value, right? Okay. Um, but it's also, it's, it's hard to like, it, it, to, uh, fucking view it as a sort of PN review poem, right? Or, yeah. uh, cause it, it just like, it's a level of practice. It's a level of fucking like intensity of writing. Like Ruby Cower is writing a fucking poem a day. These people write like a poem a fucking decade. Yeah. Of course, if you only do one a decade, it'll probably be a little more complicated. And to someone with an acquired taste about these things, will say well, yeah, this no, poem has more value more... than Rupi Kaur's shit she knocked out in fucking 24 hours, it right? It would inherently be more intellect... 
like air quotes intellectual and you know like serious right if that's the only thing you do look if we're both trying to draw a page of where's waldo yeah and you got 10 minutes and i got a week like my where's waldo is gonna have a lot more little yeah no your, your where's waldo is gonna have fucking pop-ups and like fucking doors yeah open. a whole little narratives yeah. in the background yeah, i fucking love where's Waldo. where's wally mine's gonna be fucking there's place. waldo that's what it's gonna be <laughs> hello <laughs> just walking across the street yeah no it's where's waldo and there anyway uh, um so and that is to say that uh people aren't considering uh insta poets in the context this was the point that the reason we started this whole project yeah. um i don't feel like there's a um why the fuck am i using qualifying terms like that i, I haven't seen this shit i'm the only one who's doing it James, Commander James Cactus Emoji is the only motherfucker on Earth who is fucking on this fucking level about yeah. this. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's fucking exciting. It's, fu no, it's, it's fun to be right. It's. I mean, it doesn't mean anything because there's not much money about it yet. It's really cool. I don't know. It's, it's neat. Let me say, I got the, okay, I'm going to say the point. I'm super fucking pumped. I'm sorry. No, it's, I just want you, what you, what, Alyssa, yeah. honestly, yeah. I shouldn't tell you this because it'll destroy the dynamic. But it'll be like, I'll be saying something and I'll like sort of be running out of steam and you'll be like, ah, and you'll like fucking like jump in. I'll be like, fuck, I want to fucking finish that point. And I'll get like so fucking blue balled by that fucking oh, time. No, 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 no. You're fine. Because what it does is, is that like when I come back, uh -huh. like I'm so fucking ready. And it's like, I just like, like James, how are you so enthusiastic? <laughs> Why is your girlfriend just like, was she enthusiastic? She seems like she's just talking regular. And it's like, <laughs> it's this dynamic. But now that I've told you that. Uh -huh. I've ruined the dynamic because now I made you self-conscious of it. Oh, no. No, no, you're I'm fine. Scared. I'm just goofing you. Oh, are you fucking serious? I'm, I, to I'm now doing that shit to myself where I'm getting excited about the point I'm about to make, but I've made the segue <laughs> and I just want to get through that. And it's just this whirlwind. It's, everything's fucking... This is how people get... Anyway, so... Uh, uh, but now I'm worried because I'm losing the thread. What was the... It was about Instapoets. Um, about, uh, we're talking about... How... Oh, the context in which they're read. Yeah. The context in which they're read. Now, you might say, oh, Rupi Kyle, or why can't we read her in uh, the same fashion that we would read, like, a book of poems by uh, Emily Dickinson? Yeah. And it's, they both publish books of poems, right? But that is misunderstanding a book like Milk and Honey. Uh, and what that is in relation to her, the poet, the insta-poet, right? is that Rupi Kaora is like, um, the reason that book sells is the same reason that like James Franco's book of poetry, I, I, I assume it sold. Yeah. It, it did much better than any fucking uh, chat book no, by like, any friend of mine. It's like, you know when you're a kid and you buy the Jurassic Park novelizations because you, you're like, that would be ruled. I just want to have the book too. Yeah, and people just look at James Franco and fucking freaks and geeks and yeah. somehow think, yeah, all those women are lying about him. He definitely <laughs> didn't try to fuck at 15 or whatever the fuck it was. Um, but they just love the James Franco vibe and they want more of that. And they're like, poetry is the way to do that. So James Franco's poetry will sell. Yeah. And it's what the thing about Rupi Kaur is that like she's famous because of, let's just, if we can pretend that we don't know why she's famous we just neutrally she has a lot of instagram followers half her posts are fashion posts by the way she has really good hair it's very shiny oh you just mean yeah it's very healthy yeah she does yeah, that's it's amazing okay so half her posts being fashion posts which are these things that are like expertly composed yeah 
this is like my bombshell theory that I want to come back to. I got like a bombshell theory about, but so uh, um, Ruby Cower's book of milk and honey sells because she happens to be famous on Instagram for something. Insta poems. Are those the same thing? And the answer is no. So this is uh, how one reads Insta poems. Uh, If you read a book of, uh, um, you know, if you read milk and honey, you're not reading her poems in the context which most of her readers uh, fell in love with them. Yeah. And if you go to her page and you read like the past 30 Insta poems, you are still not reading her poems in the context. Okay. And if you start an Instagram account and you follow 20 different Insta poets and you just scroll through it, so they're all mixed up, you're still not doing it. The way in which Insta poems appear is that uh, you have the context of your whole feed. You're following 20 or 30 or 100 people and they're your friends or family. Uh, uh, maybe some funny accounts and then you come down and there's a poem and it's just two lines and it's about hey if you ever love the turkey you should never <laughs> let her go or whatever the fuck it is right That's a beautiful poem. I'm sorry. so I don't actually have the <laughs> thank you <laughs> I don't actually have the language to describe this concept but there's two components or there's at least two parts of a poem there is the the content nouns there's like, you know, this poem is about like a red wagon uh, um, or the chicken. What's that? Uh, um, is that? Uh, what, what, I just know his name's William at the beginning and end. And there's another word in the middle. William Carlos Williams. Oh. Um, and he wrote that one about it's like there's a chicken and there's a red wagon. It's so fucking. I, don't know. I have no idea. I just I hate when like poetry nerds are like. <laughs> nerding out and i'm just like i don't know any of this i feel like an orphan and people are talking about their dad just isn't great having a family i don't know you know a poem i like is that one about the slums because you can make yeah. a lot of jokes out of that okay that plum poem that's a great yeah. example that's like we have uh the ice box and the, um maybe you could even include like the note because it's a found poem that's yeah. like you hear the story of it and you're like oh okay so there's that part of the poem and then there's the other part which is like how these concepts are sort of stitched together. Okay. Uh, um, there's something called a volta, and uh, uh, that's like, it's the turn. A turn is a great word for it. And when you read a Shakespearean sonnet, usually it'll be like the first eight lines uh, are like, uh, 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 I alone weep my outcast state. And it's just, he's really fucking sad. And I didn't know I knew that, did you? I did not. Melissa looks impressed. <laughs> So then, uh, uh, I mean, I haven't read Shakespeare since fucking eighth grade, so I'm. Oh, when my love swears she made a truth, I do believe her, though I know she lies, that she thinks me some untutored youth and learned it in the world's false subtleties, <laughs> thus vainly thinking that she thinks me young, though I know my days are past their best, simply a creditor, false speaking tongue. Um, both sides, thus, is simple truth, but uh, repressed. <laughs> and then it's, I can't do this part because it's, it's like, uh, but wherefore says not I that I am old? And wherefore says not she that she is unjust or some shit. So it's like the the first eight lines are just like, uh, um, you know, yeah, my wife is fucking around on me. Whatever. My girlfriend. Uh, I'll be lovely. <laughs> uh, um, those first eight lines are just like, well, I, yeah, yeah. So she's fucking around. Yeah, of course she's being a whore. She's a whore. That's fine. <laughs> but I believe that she's lying. So. But okay, lines nine and ten. Yeah. Um, and then there's eleven, twelve, there's fourteen all together, right? Yeah. Uh, lines nine and ten are about like, why don't I just? He's just literally. It it's, uses like the word wherefore, which means like why. Yeah. 
No, oh. wherefore art there, Romeo, doesn't mean... I didn't know that shit till I was 20 or... Oh, it means why, yeah, like, why are, why do you have to be my, like, you know... I thought it was just an extra word that meant, like, where's Romeo? But it's like, <laughs> where is the reason? Yes, I yeah. Know. <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh, um... I don't know. Great. Uh, yeah, I ain't... I, that's, but it's because I'm... It's because I don't read. Now it's able to beat the curve on this shit. And it's because, like, I just trusted rumors. I didn't bother to verify shit. The only person whose brain held on to that small piece of information. Like, I don't... With the word that wherefore means? Yeah. No, everybody else is like, what? We learned that? No, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, no, remember the teacher said... I didn't get it until... Because I can't remember what, like, air, like, a... E-R-E means, or uh-huh. Anon. Anon, I think, means later. Yeah, Anon means, like, uh, afternoon, uh, I think. Or yeah. It, but, no, it's like, you're not sure in the same way you are with wherefore, because wherefore... Anon, you know, of course, yeah, guys. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> what I've... But, like, wherefore, you're like, someone told you the story, they're like, where is the reason? It's like, yeah. is, does that even make sense? No. No, that's a little story. but I mean, yeah, a lot of... I mean, Shakespeare never even spells his name the same way. I'm getting so fucking pumped about it. So, uh, um, so he asked, why doesn't he just say that? And yeah. he says, uh, uh, you know, cause love's best habit is in seeming trust. So in the same way that she says to me, uh, Hey, you don't look like a fucking old fucking man. who's trying to fuck a 25 year old cause, uh, you're a fucking creep, but you got money, Shakespeare. Um, I tell you what, I'll let you believe that if you let me believe that uh uh you don't know that i'm like you know fucking the stable boy or whatever the fuck it is right sure william those shirts with the big weird collars look great on you right whatever you said like yeah no it's uh and by the power of love he loses you know he gets yeah. 20 years younger and she stops fucking the stable boy yeah. by the power of love no it very much is one of those like you see which i mean yeah no when you're in love with someone you see what you want to see right also, but by the way, mm-hmm. I, I'll take, I've read that poem like a billion times, but uh, um, like since I was like in high school and like I fancied myself an intellectual <laughs> and I was like, I'll figure this out. So I wrote about, I wrote some essay about that and the teacher said I was wrong. And anyway, oh. it's fine. But like, as I like read it uh, throughout my life, um, what happens is like, I'll get like new takes about it. Yeah. Uh, and it sort of sucks because I'm like, I'm not trying to brag, but one outgrows Shakespeare. Like people who just stay doing Shakespeare. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um. So, but one of the takes I had, like, it's probably like maybe eight years ago, five years. It was a little while ago. Now, uh, um, was that like, uh, so that whole relationship where he's describing like they're both bullshitting. Yeah. Um, and it's like you agreed to pretend that the other person believes your bullshit sort of thing. Um, I think that's actually talking about his relationship with the. Uh, uh, the state, like the uh, the church and the fucking king, and like, cause you know he like really does depend on the king, so he needs like yeah. a vernacular to understand um, his interaction with bullshit, um, or and like having to bullshit, and like you know, if somebody says like you know the king isn't really God, it's like everybody in fucking medieval England down to the worst fucking turnip farmer with no fucking education, it's like <laughs> no, he doesn't talk to God. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why the fuck would I say that out loud? And it's like, so you got to get a vernacular to talk, yeah, to, to do the bullshit, right? Yeah. Um, okay. 
Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's an interesting take, for sure. When there's bullshit in the Bolshevik party, someone was telling me, I don't know if this is true even, uh. that you say, um, oh, you got to think dialectically, comrade. And it's just any yeah, anytime that. you're bullshitting, yeah. yeah, you just say, hey, yeah, yeah. and everybody knows this. It. like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you're saying it's somebody I shouldn't fuck with, right? Anyway. So um, why was I talking about the Shakespeare poem, though? Well, anyway, uh, yeah, the context in which you should read. Um, and oh, it, you! I was impressed because you um, could recite it. Yeah. Oh, the Volta. That yeah. was it. Okay, so the Volta is. It's it's a cool sounding word because I think Mars Volta. What the fuck is that? It's like yeah. oh, it's a poetry word. And then Upper Volta, which became Burkina Faso yeah. when there was a communist revolution by old comrade. What's his name? Thomas Sankara. Right. I remember because of Baskar Sankara. <laughs> God bless him. Yeah. Except I think like one letter is off. But no. what? Well, I mean, more won't. I was like, are they from the same part of the world? No. <laughs> Baskar Sankara does not look like he's from Central Africa. Uh, anyway. Volta, Volta, Volta. Volta, Volta, Volta. This is the great point. If anybody still listen to this, they are a fucking <laughs> trooper, and I'm giving them the full phone number. Uh, uh, um. So a Volta, yeah. So that part of the poem. Now remember, there's the nouns, and then there's there's like sort of how the not just the Volta, but how the poem folds different pieces of information together, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, different poets do this in entirely different ways. Um, and uh, that was like the jazz poetry and shit, like uh, like Langston Hughes was fucking like shoving concepts together in ways people had never fucking thought of and that was really fucking exciting no, it's very interesting. Yeah, and then mary baraka was doing that shit too where it's just like fucking like the arabs it's like what what the fuck are you even talking about it's just shoving <laughs> yeah. this shit together like talking about things you didn't think you were allowed to talk about even yeah well it but not not the things that they're talking about if you don't mind me being specific it's not oh, like not it's not the content um what's what it's like the fucking like um remember like ice nine out of yeah. So it's like how the concepts are connected, and uh, um, do they form like a lattice work? Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. No. Like uh, the whole like uh, uh, connecting like uh, uh, what's a uh, fucking Stalin Jesus whatever like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Like. Uh, yeah. No. That would have been sacrilegious almost. But. No. So yeah, yeah. Sacrilegious. Plainly. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But you know. Uh, the poem people would have thought no i can't write this exactly. goodbye christ is the one yeah. you're mentioning yeah. and it's the third or fourth stanza and it's the one where um he it starts by listing god jesus jehovah it's annoying because it, it's not scripturally uh, uh accurate <laughs> which annoys me <laughs> but i don't think he's a catholic anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah maybe it makes sense in the lutheran tradition which i assume he is because he's black Baptist. yeah because he grew up in the south oh. Um, so it lists all these different uh, aspects of the father, son, the, yeah. uh, the ghost. Uh, and then it says um, in a line, he says, uh, you know, goodbye, all those people, because I am. Uh, uh, and it's what comrade Stalin, yeah. comrade Lenin, comrade Marx. I don't think Mang Engels gets in there. Nobody gave a shit about Engels back then. Yeah. Um, but I feel like he's a descendant right now. Yeah, well, that's how they treated him. Yeah, like he was like fucking um, like uh, like 
flavor flavor but like with less charisma and it's like he was like a different sort of scholar yeah no he's a fucking no like in his own right an incredibly like good writer and like it oh no it, yeah on authority origin of family like, origin of the family could have popped up that is enough if you were like you know uh uh old books are gonna get burned in like whenever fucking marks died i don't actually know the year yeah like in late teen 1800s and like he's gonna and it's like you can bring one and it's like they gave you like origin of the family it's like that's enough yeah no it's, it's there's a lot there's, that's there's, like so much about base and superstructure it's like you can use that to like fucking build shit out no i mean like it i had a really I, 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 like you could have got lennon just from you need two things. You need origin of the family and on authority. You well, could have gotten it, Lennon. It, like uh, it really did help me figure out base and superstructure because I always had like when I was first learning about that stuff, I had a difficult time for some reason, just kind of like you know uh, adhering it to my brain. Yeah. Um, and it yeah it, it kind of made that a lot easier for me. Yeah. Which was neat. Yeah. Uh, um, here's me finally saying the fucking point about the whole. <laughs> I, I've, I've like no but i've been like refining it in my head this is why like when i first started this i, I was trying to do the podcast just me um just a, not working yeah Alyssa is integral and essential <laughs> to the function of the stands alleged podcast Aww. no it's fucking truth um like no no because it totally looks we got to figure out a solution to this, but there is a problem where it's like, it, it's like, uh, yeah, my girlfriend, uh, doesn't do shit. She didn't read about, and, but I'm letting her come along because I'm a good boyfriend. It's like, oh, that's a great position for a woman to be in. That, like, I'm sure, <laughs> like, I think, yeah, I think this is why, like, uh, yeah, well, we'll get in, like, an argument over the podcast. Yeah. Because it's like. Well, I mean, you're naturally bigger and louder than I am too. Like this, this you're more, and you're more outgoing, and it's just like, yeah. I'm but also, shy... like, this is like my wheelhouse too. So yeah. it's like that. It's already a problem. Me no, being I'm a fucking shy little weird fat girl. Like I don't. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like I'm just like, yeah. We got, we got to say the fucking thing. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. Also, like you're so. I know, I'm okay. I'm Catholic, also, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I apologize for. It's not like you're actually impeding shit. Like I can. Oh no! I know. I know. I can just tell you I'm gonna say the shit, and you let me say it. I know. I just. Have I'm gonna to do I... that shit right now. You see how it works? God, James is such a bully. It's yeah, listen to these shows again. Like listen to episodes I've done. I was like, ah, I sort of remember sounding sexist, but and then I listened to them again and like ready to cringe. I was like, oh, I do sound sexist, but you can see how we're both navigating. Yeah. Like being in a patriarchal society, but yeah. in a relationship. No, I mean neither of us are perfect. Uh, we're, you know, we're doing the best we can, and we're figuring out together. Yeah, no, that's and navigating it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, think we've become way. You go to the war with a army you have, said Donald Rumsfeld, and Lennon said something. Oh, said to that effect. I am going to fucking say this fucking thing. I just wanted to. Say, I think we've both become way people. You know, you got more confident. You tell me to shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I can't believe. Uh, here, wait, come back here. Wait, wait. No, no, I know it's so close to the end. So what it is is, what's interesting about Insta poems is that you just see this little piece in the middle. Yeah. But what you're seeing, it looks, it's not a whole poem. It's just like a couple of screws. It's just like it's like a screw and a washer. And uh, somebody says, "All right, here's a sink," and you're like, "That's not a fucking sink." Where are like the rest of the parts of this piece of construction, right? That's of good. Yeah. Uh, a poem needs old things that connect it it yeah. needs like the sort of rhetorical tools to connect things and it also needs the things that are being connected it needs their uh, um 
your icebox and your uh, plums and the fucking person who's chewing on and it, but those things need to be connected yeah so what an instapoem the reason they're short and not all of them i think very few instapoems really understand what they're doing other than they're sort of just like cattle-like logic of chasing yeah. hashtags yeah i think they see what other instapoems are doing and they're like okay yeah and to see what works right because they're trying to sell t-shirts and books and shit and they need that shit to happen and the amount of emotional weight behind like a 20 year old girl with no future and just death ahead of her unless she can become famous in insta poetry like if if any of our loser friends including myself by the way became famous in insta poetry like that would fucking justify every bad decision ever that oh, would yeah. fucking rule i could stand out yeah i would it would be such a pleasure it'd be like you're a famous poet i'm like i would send insta poet it's not a real thing and i would be uh but in your brain you'd be like it's a fucking real thing so that is the that is the fucking gravity which is pushing yeah this device and what is the device it's not a very efficient device as it happens but the device <laughs> is uh, uh um the system of likes and engagement and uh-huh. retweets which is riding behind uh yeah it is it's like that is the plow being pulled or pushed if you prefer the validation machine yeah which is turning uh you know a a 13 year old girl's thought about pop tarts and boyfriends into million dollar content that's what's going on so what are they doing what has this machine produced is produced something which is stripped away all the nouns it's stripped away the icebox from the poem and stripped away the plum and the person and it's just this half thing where it was like the turk what was that one i said earlier about a turkey if a man doesn't uh, he can't have you at your best or whatever yeah. right and it's the other components the nouns of that poem are the rest of your instagram feed so what it becomes it's it's halfway like a mad lib and halfway like a like a like a horoscope yeah where the information is coming at you and i'll note one of the people who got rich on poetry was this fucking awful brooklyn couple of astrology poets where they mix insta poetry and astrology i am aware of who you speak yes uh yeah no they're really fucking they got a lot of fucking money on that um that fucking one cigarette poet guy too fucking yeah no and it's all about being alone and like seeing other people who are happy and, and like, being mad about it and that's the experience of instagram and, and it's, just don't get you don't understand so okay. since since operating an instagram feed everybody thinks about the creative aspect of like oh these are the things i post yeah but also when you're on instagram or really any social media i mean twitter and instagram is more prominent than like facebook or like soundcloud but twitter twitter and instagram are good at this where it's how what your own feed looks like what you see on your feed oh yeah no like the i mean even if we don't mean this the aesthetics are a very big component of well i mean like what you see on your own feed when you log into instagram with your password on your account yeah that shit that you see like you curate that right yeah and people no, do but that that's what i mean that that everybody's feed looks unique too it's like yeah like no that's visually and um yeah exactly no I, I didn't understand i was like why don't people that's why like meme pages which are very ugly and garish um gar- and there's they're interesting because like that doesn't fit in with reality um how reality looks yeah unless like you're really fucking working class and the only places you go are like fucking mcdonald's 
and like yeah you know, and like subway stations yeah. and just fucking like all those places where it's like 80 percent of it is dirty and then there's just like lime green with that's backlit yeah um and you're at like <sighs> you ever you, you just go to the bad target <laughs> there's no good target in here yeah like if you go to like a a, a payday loan store that is like that looks yeah. exactly like a internet meme okay that's a very good yeah it's like there's all these people who I mean, they literally are like black and brown in the sense ethnically, but also yeah. like you, know, you see like that. Um, what what do you call that sort of tartan on a, a like a lumberjack uh, jacket? Oh, with um, the black lumberjack with the hat to match. Yeah, fucking. Uh, uh, like that pattern faded. Yeah. And it's like that. It's just sort of busy, and it's clean, but it's also like shit's fucked up. And the only thing that's nice is like uh the people on the other side who are like fucking one tax bracket above you yeah no it's not like they're even wearing like a prada suit or anything they're wearing like a suit that costs like 60 bucks right like you still couldn't afford that but you know it's not like a fucking yeah they're just clean and shit yeah and they've just sort of got organized lives it seems a little bit more but also i i'm not trying to say like oh the fat cats are behind the <laughs> psl <laughs> my the pls fat, the fat cats of the checkout yeah, no, you, no. you just got to be polite and like enough to be able to hear my PLS like 4,000 times a day and not go insane. Oh, fuck. I hate PLS. Anyway, um, that's what internet meme looks like. And also, I mean, I just want to also fucking the girls who work at this fucking check cash place on Broadway. Like, God bless them because I mean, I it, I know Dan has much nicer now, but oh, back when that was like the one place you could score dope. Yeah, no, those they look terrified every day of their life. Like it was just <sighs> fucking trap. It it's funny how there's like sometimes you'll get like tough to that. Yeah, it's like living downtown. I was like, maybe if things were a little different, I would have gotten tough to that. But like fucking, it is just so grim, and you don't get tough to it. No, it's just no. like a new like. That's the worst thing I've ever seen. No, it's like, uh, you know, when you're playing a roguelike and you're like, I went down to the next floor too soon. I don't, my, my character is not strong enough. And you just bolt through the fucking level. Uh -huh. It's like you just do that every day. Yeah. No, you need to like go somewhere safe and like get the skills to yeah. be able to grow. Yeah. But also, I was looking at like fucking, it's so fucking awful. I hated that place. Yeah, no. Um, I, I finally got out of the point anyway, yeah. which, so that's good. Uh, I wanted to say one other Ruby PowerPoint, which is, all right, so half her posts are fashion posts. So it's just, it's amazing to, I have a theory that Ruby Cowards is, uh, is a, a product of a team, probably her immediate family. Well, in a sense, she's not, but she's, um, uh, yeah, she has this very tight knit. Uh, yeah, she's like a like a, a fucking uh, uh, like the toddlers and tiaras girls, but like an adult, like very like fucking. Well, yeah, I I, I would get, I'd grant her more agency, and it's less of a tragic. Okay, you know what I mean, though. Like, I think she had the idea of like I'm gonna be a poet, and it's like all right, well, do whatever the fuck you like, Ruby. Like, yeah, you know, your dad owns it, and it's like an insurance guy or something. Who fucking knows, right? Uh, yeah. But it's a sort of family because it's, uh, you know, it, they're in Toronto where uh, Ruby grew up. Uh, why am I calling her like that? Uh, um, uh, and it, it's a whole Sikh family. Her name's fucking Rupi Kaur. That is not Anglo twice. And her family, uh, they're uh, like briefly before um, 
she was born, I think, a number of years uh-huh. or less. Uh, um, you know, the first immigration immigrant. So you just get very tight knit. You know all your fucking, and there's a couple of other Indian families, and you know those Indian families too, or Sikh families, because I don't actually know where the fuck she's from because I'm an asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so anything that happens, like it happens in the context of family, because um, it's not like you can just rely on, you can't just like run out in the street and be like, hey, this. You don't have all of Canada to help you out. That's what the fuck I'm trying to say. Yeah, all white Canadians have each other. So it's like, I can go to fucking... Yeah. It's like we're talking about going... I can go to Degrassi Junior High and fucking get a... There's going to be some white people. I'm going to be, hey guys, I'm a white guy and I just... I feel comfortable here. I, I, I need to know what's up in Cleveland, which is, you know... <laughs> that's like where white people are like really their best. And it's like... What's the Midwest or Canada? Oh, Midwest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're better than Canada. Yeah, it's, it's fucking it's the mayonnaise of, of locations. Yeah, no, I mean, but also it's like where white people are the best white people. Oh, yeah, no, it, that's very true, too. I, yeah, I mean, no, because people were assholes in Chicago. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I've never actually, I've been to Chicago once, and it was when I was, yeah. Oh, no, I fucking, I, I mean, I hated living there for myriad reasons. Um, I just like to say that's where the best, it just seemed like a true statement without having any evidence for it, which well, is, yeah. I, I feel like what, with Chicago, because, you know, oh, the second city and all that, I feel like people try really hard to be like they're from New York, and everybody's uh, impression of people from New York is like, oh, they're rude assholes who are constantly rushing. So it's like you have this kind of like... But that's like a 30 Rock joke about L.A. Like, I don't know shit about New York, and I believe that, but I know that's wrong while believing it. Yeah, it, but it's like you have this shitty half-assed version of, of right. like, that, right? And yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, that's what... I mean, when you go further out into, like, the less affluent, uh, less city-city parts of it, mm-hmm. it, that decreases, obviously, like... Right. Um, all the drug dealers were very nice to me, obviously. Well, um, in Chicago? Yeah, but... um. Probably born and raised. <laughs> Nobody moves to Chicago to... No, like, I lived on the... I lived in, I lived in Pilsen on the west side. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was pretty far out there, and it was... It was a working-class neighborhood? Yeah. Could you get to the L? Uh, I don't think I ever actually took the L. Really? I was there for a week in high school. I got an uncle lives out there. Yeah. And, um... I, I had mean, some money for specific, some reason. Specific train, right? Like the oh, the elevated I, one, right? Well, yeah, it's a train that's elevated. Have you been on a train that's elevated out there? No, I'd only taken the the ones that go underground. Yeah, I don't actually fucking know. Okay. Well, anyway, they have like there's ones that go along the street, and there's ones that go under, and then there's ones that I don't know. They have a bunch of they have a pretty good fucking transit system, honestly. Like no, it's better than we would deal with. Yeah, no, buses even, every five fucking minutes. Oh, I love that shit. I love a bus system that works. How do you have that many buses in? Like no, it's like there's new people on them. It's like God drew like 40 new faces for... Did you just drew 40 faces? It's like, yeah, you know like when you're playing a video game and the, the poopers just keep respawning and respawning? It's like, where do these buses keep spawning from? Like, there's not enough room in the world for them to park. Yeah. Um... Okay, so here's the so Rupi Kaur. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> she's got a whole what do you call it? She's got a whole infrastructure. So she actually talks about it explicitly like um, early on, like selling merchandise outside of Rupi Kaur show uh-huh. before she was like, you know, could hire like a billion people. It's like her fucking family, and it's like oh, that's sweet too. No, yeah, I, I, 
well, and, and even now, right? I mean, I think she has like a stylist who's not in her family and like a photographer or something. But it's like the people, her entourage, huh. her cousins, or I think she's got a sister that walks with her. I don't know all the details, but basically it's like her whole, and it, it's an emotional support network. And that in the sense that Rupi Kaur, what she has become right now, you cannot extract that from her family. Okay. Um, any more than like, you can like... Oh, okay. See, so, yeah. At the beginning, I thought you meant like uh, uh, they kind of like molded her into the. That's why I gave the you know the other the, the colors and tiaras example. Right. Because I thought you yeah I thought you meant without her family she would yeah yeah I thought you meant in a sinister way. And also she serves a role in her family. Yeah. That I, I'm sure her career is very lucrative, but it's also like this happened to a friend of mine growing up. Um, that like he he was like the first one in his family to get college not college education. But to make a grip of fucking money right. and doing like computer science shit and like all his uh, uh, um, uh, cousins and shit would be asking him to like co-sign on loans like fucking constantly. And oh, it happens boy. with like my brother doesn't make that fucking much money. But like me and my sister are always fucking hitting him up because like we're fucking oh, yeah. fucking not good with money and we don't have any job skills. So that's like how. Uh, and you better believe if we ever need a loan, he's the one who's fucking signing it. Oh, no. God bless him. Um <laughs> No, but it's like, I don't, you know, it's never fun to ask people for money. But like, you know, if I asked my sister for like $200 or asked my brother for $200, like it would, it's a very different experience. And there's always like a degree of like, yeah, no, of course, yeah. this is, you know, we all rolled our dice on our stupid lives and you, you tried harder and shit and some yeah. other shit went different. You know, there's timing, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, You know, you diversify with your kids. So. And it's like, yeah, that's why we're both helping uh, my mom now. And it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ruby Kaur is one of the ways that their kids went. And she, I, it, might, it can't be, if you go from fucking one side of the globe all the way to Toronto, it's uh -huh. like, you're not like a working class family. That's a different immigrant experience than if, like, we fled some shit in fucking Nicaragua. I and know, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know that much about Toronto, but I know like uh, in Vancouver, there's like uh, I think a lot of working class people. Oh no, I just mean that like Asian immigrants in America, uh -huh. whether that's Indian or, or South Asian or um. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. it's different than like yeah, if you're a fucking like, if you're an Indian dude in like England, which is geographically like remark significantly closer. Yeah. Um you're uh you're like a work yeah you're like a dude who works in a factory there's like this whole thing about you know white dudes were like getting mad because they thought yeah uh, um <sighs> pakistanis there's a unfortunate word yeah um we're stealing their jobs but it's like an indian person here um yeah they're just not there's we never had that experience though there was like a racism towards like mexicans stealing like farm jobs oh, no, even though so nobody like, wanted to Seven Eleven worker stereotype. Like... I, I thought of that and it fucks up my argument, and that's why I didn't bring it up. Oh, I'm but sorry. just let me have it. <laughs> so, yeah. rewind, delete. Didn't didn't say anything. Sorry. If you ever see Ruby Kaur speak, and just like the quality of her teeth, I assume that she's like pretty. Yeah. Upper can, middle class and a lot. Usually of a pretty good barometer of uh... teeth and how you talk. And yeah. by the time she was like, you know, she she I, there's free university over there, but still like she went to college. And she had like some office job where she's doing fine. Um, and she was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to make this much money doing poetry. Mm -hmm. um, you know, also, you know, it's like she's a millennial. Like, I don't mean to 
Yeah. Right. Until uh, uh, she's doing this shit in the background of her life, and she sort of figures out how she can make money at it. Um, but my point is that like she had this office job, so um, they're all pretty. It, it must be a middle class family, right? Yeah, I, I would make the assumption. Yeah, if I had. Right. Yeah. But also, it's not like a white middle class family because they can't go to fucking like you know the, if their grandma's like on the other side of fucking Toronto, like it's gonna be scary. It's just a different experience. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, different experience. But so what? If you look at the amount that the uh, uh, fashion shots are curated, right? Uh-huh. Like she's not just. They don't even do the pretension of like uh, um. They don't have the pretension of like what most Instagram has, uh-huh. where it's like, oh, I was just walking through the park and my, somebody <laughs> take this photo and you know they're fucking light and you have your hair and makeup, and it all looks so effortless, right? Yeah. They don't do that. She's wearing a dress that costs one billion dollars and it's made out of a silk of a fucking <laughs> of a spider that sings dreams or you know it's twenty five just... albino orphan yeah. sewed it in a cave in Belarus. <laughs> to speak of Vonnegut again, do you remember that scene at the beginning of Sirens of Titan where down the spiral uh staircase walks uh Beatrice, whatever the fuck um went the uh room I mean, for... Well, let me tell you, it starts with early on, there's a scene of her descending from the staircase and it talks about how she looks. And uh, one of the things that made her beautiful in an interesting way, like an Indian brave, but still altogether beautiful because, you know, it was back then and you yeah. said shit like that. Um, that was a fine thing to say. Yeah. No, no. It was, you know, whatever. Great. I mean, there's a, yeah. Hey, did you know uh, Bukowski was rude? Anyway. Uh, um, I mean, so she's. Follow, follow me with this. Uh, yeah. She's. Um, yeah, red. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So she's walking down, and her dress. I think it's um, maybe it's uh, uh, a counterpunctual, and the 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 path that is drawn by like the not her train of her dress, but just like how her dress is hanging. She's wearing like right. a big fucking ball gown for some fucking reason because she's insane and she's in her house, which she never leaves anymore because her husband is materializing off to um, uh, uh, Chronos and Clastic Infundibula. Yep, I would wear fucking ball gowns all the time too and she walks down and uh the spiral staircase goes one way her dress goes the other and it's this beautifully composed sort of picture mm-hmm. that's how every ruby kaur photo is every day and it's 50 50 you know you can see it's like a checkerboard mm-hmm. the, the white and black of her um her palms and then the color of the yeah for yeah fashion. yeah which are yeah um and it's like all right so we understand that the fashion pictures are curated Nobody thinks that Ruby Core is like, yeah, this is just a dress I was wearing. <laughs> and I spread a bunch of rose petals around me. And <laughs> like, we understand that's a fashion thing. Yeah. That a whole team worked on. And that she is, uh, you it's know. a shoot, not just a, a selfie. Um, and uh, 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 God bless her, um, Ruby Core. Um, some qualities about her, which make her a good... Uh, um, conduit a good she's got a good face for insta poetry she has qualities she has large breasts i remember sim (laughs) sim jackson mentioned that when i was talking to him about 
um, which is funny. Yeah. But I was just saying, it was like when I didn't know what I was talking about and I was trying to tell somebody, I was like, Sim, Sim, you know about poetry. <laughs> and I'd like cornered him on Facebook Messenger being like, hey, let me tell you. And he's like, you know what I like about Ruby Color? I was like, what? <laughs> like them tick old bitties. And I was like, God. <laughs> I didn't realize what had happened back then. So anyway, I wonder if he's still out here. So he never messaged me back about that drawing. I know, bully, right? Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, bully, you tell you didn't tell me he was also poor as us. Like, come on. Sim Jackson? Yeah, it would have been like it, it was. It, it's fine. You got. You can give me like twenty bucks. No care. Motherfucker's missing half his front teeth. I assume everybody has more money than us. Come on. He doesn't have enough money for teeth. Well, I mean, fucking. Maybe it's just not a priority. I don't know. Like, I know people with no teeth who aren't poor. No, I remember because I was working with him. We had the job of the same. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I'm not talking about Sim Jackson's teeth. So <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous <laughs> to believe that Ruby Cowers fashion, po- that her poetry posts are not as similarly a group project. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's somebody sitting there in like Photoshop or probably photo to editor on their fucking phone constructing the, the literal instagram post like yeah okay yeah because even in the, you know, a literary instagram like the fucking picture is the yeah ultimate uh, product right yeah and it's like i think there's been uh, they've done the ford model um and the reason it works is because it's like it's not exactly like a milli vanilli mm-hmm. because um there's something dishonest about that but I don't know. Maybe it's still if you well, do think it's dishonest, it works. I think she contributes too. Millie Vanilli was just like, "Hey, what? We're not singing on this album." Uh, okay. It's funny that like I haven't finished making the case of whether or not she's doing this uh-huh. before I I go straight to like you know she's not a bad person for doing this thing. I've already assumed. I I, I if she isn't, I don't want to say that like I know for sure somebody else is writing Ruby Cowher's poems because uh-huh. I don't think that. I think there's a process uh, which they become written, and um, all poems are communal. Like writing is oh, well, like you like, need to have workshops and you need to have people. You need to have an audience. You need to have Britney Facebook. Spears doesn't write all her songs. There's songwriters that, that help her. Yeah, but this sort of conceit of being the pop star, like unless you're like, you know, oh, the Beatles write their own songs. Oh, but fucking yeah, like Lord or fucking. But a poet, particularly, one expects a poet to have written their own poems. Yes, I, I just see it in the same way, especially the, with the fucking level of fame she has. I feel it's like. Well, that's stuff. it, right? Is yeah. that like every other person at that level has a whole team, and it's like that. That fate, what the term police is, uh, uh, the the amount of likes you get being like a barometer to see if a post is a good idea or not. Yeah. It's like all right, so now that makes it a communal art form. Like, you aren't literally writing the tweets of everybody you like or yeah. don't like in a, you know. No, yeah. But you are uh, helping that person, like, decide. And I'd, like, literally do this. Like, as I get a bigger Twitter account, oh, almost 1,000 followers. Like, I'll, you'll go on an account with, like, 80 followers. And you'll see, like, tweets. And I don't the... even have 80. Oh, babe. Well, what, what <laughs> people should do to be polite and maybe... <laughs> Is you go and you look at like their past 10 or 20 tweets and you, you like, you don't like all of them just to gas them up. That's worthless. Yeah, no, you just pick a few. Yeah, you pick like very particular ones and like things that you think that they didn't 
realize uh, um, what was good about it, maybe, or things that like are close. Okay. Um, you can do that like quite uh, like if you see if they have like two or three tweets in a line, uh-huh. you'll be like, this was the one that stands out. You should like a, like a little thread of like three tweets. You're like, this is do this. And I remember when I had my own Twitter account, that it was like, yeah, because you know you'd see people doing that every now and again, and you kind of realize what they're doing. Right? Yeah, you're like, why don't you like every tweet? You only yeah. like every one, but the last one where I said <laughs> no. The the one time I I was like, every tweet this guy liked was a retweet. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not following you back. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Ahead. At least try. It's funny when you see like somebody you've never heard of like get retweeted on your timeline yeah. and you like retweet and like it. But if somebody else does that to you, you're like, it was funny, but like, calm down. You guys like, ha ha, retweet and like. I know, like God, fucking. So it's a communal yeah. art form, right? Everybody's writing yeah. Insta poems together yeah. with Ruby Coe. Um, it, but it's just well, sort of like, yeah. it's just sort of like uh, uh, this huge pyramid where there's the, the, the mass base. Uh-huh. Oh, no, well, let's start it the other way. Let's start it the other way. There's at, at the top, there is uh Ruby Cower or whoever is truly leading that operation, right? That's a giant human pyramid. It, no, quite literally is. Now she has, I, I, when I was trying to figure this out, I was like imagining like, I was trying to imagine like some sort of narrative which would make it compelling to me. Uh-huh. I came up with is like, she has like a sister who isn't as pretty in the same way, you know, but very pretty in her own way, but not the sort of pretty she needs to be. And she's also like a lot more like what we consider a poet, you know, like, like, but like you just not stole that from the good place with the the girl whose sister is an artist. Yeah, but except for Rupi Kaur is more like the one who's a star on the good place and not the cool artist. Oh okay, all right. I, yeah. There's a, there, she's got sisters like rough around the edges. Okay. You gotta okay. watch a video of uh, Rupi Kaur because she is very. Uh, an unwoke way to say it was like yeah she seems like a white lady but that's not actually it. Uh-huh. And that uh, she's sort of and um bleached. Uh, that's not exactly it. She's not bleached, but she's like in a way that like white people are without culture, so they don't bring too much of their culture. No, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot, there's brown people who are very whitewashed. It's fine. It's not a yeah. A and, thing to, I mean, it is a shitty thing, but it's not yet yeah, like fucking say someone is whitewashed is not. No, I don't. L- see it. Yeah, if you see like her mom or her, you're like, which one is more definitely Sikh? And it's like, oh yeah, I know the answer to that question. Yeah. Um, you listen to him talk for a fucking second, and you'd be like, yeah. Um, it could be because yeah, it's all to do with uh, you know first generation immigrant and what sort of experience that is and yada yada yada. Yeah. Now it's like my grandma didn't want to teach me Japanese because she was uh, right. she grew up during World War Two and she was afraid that I you know, get interned. Yeah, I mean not just that people would be shitty to me. Right. Uh, if I was like, Yep, I'm a Japanese person who does Japanese stuff. Yeah, but even at like eight like uh, you'd be like, We're not Mexicans, like Japanese people that's don't understand how racism works, grandma. Yeah. Um anyway, so look, uh Ruby Cower uh uh so yeah, I, I imagine she has this like wilder sister that's just like too like aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I never got a law degree because I'm too like fucking unhinged to be. Too, like, yeah, too much. but she's the one who's like, you know, she comes back, she's totally binged. She's like, this is why Ruby Carr has to drag her around because she knows Ruby knows that this sister <laughs> is like the real 
brains of the operation and she just like gives her like 20 poems to read and this one she's just like scratching out huge lines uh, uh, uh of poetry at once she's like the best editor ever and she's like this 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 needs it needs to do this sort of ending like a savant and then she goes back she's on liquor she's doing coke she's got a couple of xanax it's not a drug you can't get addicted to xanax right so <laughs> And I just like to look at look on your face when you said it, right? Now, <laughs> below them is the audience, the most alienated creative partner okay. one can have. Uh, I think a theme of this podcast uh, uh, has been uh, Marxism, Leninism, Dash, Maoism. Big, big, uh... The real writers of the Ruby Cower poems, even if they are not literally written uh, uh, with the aid of her sister, hypothetically, or whoever the fuck <laughs> is, I, yeah. I just find that hard to believe. Uh, um, she is the same person, is the same, the writer, the true author is the same person who writes fucking everything, everything, everything is written by the same what class of people i suppose and that is the masses because the masses are the ones which inform these markets yeah, what they uh, oh oh Alyssa is pointing at the wall because what do we have written out of the wall the people and the people alone are the motive force in the making of world history why don't you shave your legs cause the little man can make a lot of difference